Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dude, is it can't really do that. That's pretty good. That's awesome. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, 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 just I go know, for yeah, it. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said you're Dominican, right? Not yeah, Dominican? Half, half German, half Dominican. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professional. They're about to make that very. All right, you ready for this awesome intro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> now it's going to be bad, Jesse. <laughs> Jesse, you so fucked good. it up. Damn. So Jinxed. Dude, I was gonna, it's about to be awesome. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Walking Blind Podcast, the podcast where we like to like checking in on our homies. I'm Mike. That is also Mike. This is episode 111, and we have an awesome guest. World, he's from all many worlds, basically. Uh, our boy Adrian Estrella. <laughs> nice. Hey, you nailed that. Dude, <laughs> what impressed. are you guys talking about? Yeah, that was pretty good, dude. Dude, oh, boy, Adrian, dude, thank you for doing How you been, man? Good to see you, man. Dude, good. Stoked. Boy, stoked. Heck yeah, man. It's good to be here, dude. Thanks for taking the time, man. Yeah, sorry it took so long. We've been trying to get this for a minute, and you know, life's kind of chaotic, especially pre-tours and all that stuff. But you know, stoked uh, get the chance to do this with you guys, and uh, we have a lot of history, yeah, which is yeah, cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, all about it. Like, I had to brave the rainstorm that we have in Southern California <laughs> to get here, but you know, we made it happen today. Yeah, I, I did not know that it was going to be uh, like a monsoon basically for an entire week. Yeah, when you were coming out here, but at least yeah. it's not too far of a drive. No, it's not that bad. Yeah. You know, hydroplaning is cool every now and then. Yeah. Really At least you makes ride. you feel alive it's punk dude. oh dude could you imagine <laughs> riding through this i did get caught in the rainstorm um i think it was like monday or something whatever the last time before this time that it rained mm-hmm. went out for coffee perfect skies yeah mm-hmm. like, Fuck. dude it's and when you're not ready for it it's yeah the worst. dude i had my like 
mirrored visor without the fog of uh, the fog lens mm-hmm. so it's just fogging up so i'm on the 210 with the visor up just <laughs> trying to fucking get and, home and do you ride geared out or do you i had my leather jacket on that okay. that was about it because I'm, like, I'm pretty bad about gear so i'm like yeah jeans i am too normally yeah. like it's rare like if i'm trying to look cool i'll put my leather jacket yeah. on. <laughs> but yeah i'm pretty bad about rider safety yeah same wearing vans and hey protect and yourselves if you're riding yeah <laughs> But. PSA to start the episode out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're kind of bad about that. Maybe about McCall's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, so we, we, we kind of talked about this in the garage before Mike got here, but uh, it's been like probably six-ish, maybe give or take, yeah. uh, years since we seen you, but we randomly ran into each other at a cowboy bar in Norco. <laughs> um, and, and we were at the bar. I, before we even started talking, we were at the bar ordering drinks, and Mike was singing. You're like, "He sounds good, yeah. whatever." And then we, the pieces all it kind didn't of click clicked. initially. It was like, <laughs> and then we ended up just getting trashed in, yeah. in at Saddlesore in Norco. Yeah, and <laughs> a little, little cowboy bar in the middle what a of night. you know <laughs> Horse Town America, dude. Yeah, dude. It's funny because then when you sang, we're like, "All right, he's like in a band. Like, he looks <laughs> yeah. really familiar." Yeah, it, was, it took a minute, and it was like. Yeah, I don't remember much of that night because we did drink pretty good. I think it was like it, once we figured it out, it was like shots. Yeah, like, then, let's get it. And I think that night because our homie Dallas had just come back from basic training. From yeah, maybe that night. Yeah, and yeah, me like, being a veteran, I was probably like, yeah, I think Dude. that that kind of yeah. piece together too. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just remember being completely trashed. That does happen when like you find your good friends you haven't seen in a long time or, or yeah. you know, or certain things click. It's like, okay, fucking game on. Dude. on like, you know, like, everybody better Uber home, man. Like, <laughs> do, you, do you think, do you think part of it is one of those things where it's like, Hey, like we, we still party. We're not too old. We can still, you know what I mean? Look, uh, yes. Cause you know, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, like, you know, the older we get, and I get it. I remember when I was young and I had older friends and, and they're like, dude, you know, it's it's Thursday night. It's 930. I'm going to bed. Like, I'm like, bro, come on out. I didn't understand it then. And yeah. now I totally get it, dude. Yeah. And especially being a dad now, you know, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I was actually talking to Tony from Mest about this last night because mm-hmm. uh, he's my son's godfather and one of my best friends. And uh, I was sitting here, I think it was like almost 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, looking at him, I was like, bro, I'm fading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, but then there's the thing too. Like when I do go out, like, yeah, I try to, you know, try to keep the, the young hope alive, yeah. you know, try to like flex my young wings a little bit and be like, yeah, I can hang. <laughs> dude, I can't hang anymore. No, I'm, dude. I'm done. My, I my, try to. My, my, my flex is if I can just stay up like late. You late? know what I mean? That's like, I feel like it's like my, my new, my new flex. That's your goal. Just yeah. Try to stay up late. Yeah. Do you remember when we were kids? I don't know if you guys used to do this. I know in Dominican Republic growing up and even in Germany, it's like a whole thing. Like New Year's, you, you're you supposed to stay up until the sun comes up, right? Like that that's like the thing in Dominican Republic and in Germany, like you you, you party all night. Into the next day. Into the next day, yeah. you know, until the sun comes up at least and then you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even tell you last time I did that, dude. When New Year's comes, dude, if it's two <laughs> o'clock and it's last call, I'm cool, man. I'm like, later. Actually, I don't, I don't think I've made it past two o'clock the past couple of new years to be honest yeah i think two has been my cutoff yeah yeah i don't i don't at least for new year's i don't think i don't know that i've ever like made it to like the next All day you know what i mean oh i've i've made it the next day and seen that or like sunrise sunlight or sunrise oh, i did it once actually in our old band we had like a band condo with the swimming survive and we were all drinking four local you guys remember the 
Ford Locos. OG Ford yeah, Locos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that you drank like three and you time traveled. The, one, like, the ones that are like, probably like banned in like certain parts everywhere. of the country. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> everywhere. There was banned everywhere except for here in the States. They're like, yeah, fuck. Um, yeah. I think I did it one, like one year at our band house. We all like stayed up and we were just like smoking like packs of cigarettes on the patio, just wasted, just... I think we were flicking cigarettes through. to try to get them on the neighbor's ledge. And like, that was the excitement. We were like, yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> like so lame. But yeah, don't drink for locos ever. No, because then you'll, you know, you can Dude, you know, this, pass out and get sharpied. This is how, how old we've gotten. I bought Mike a four loco on his birthday, just this last uh, birthday. And he refused to drink it. So between all twenty of us, we all poured a shot, a little of shot, Forco, four loco, and took the see four that. Shot. See that's smart though, man. Like, <laughs> like we're, we're, look, at we're our age, we're at our age we're we shouldn't be drinking energy drinks, even though I do. <laughs> shouldn't be, but like we should definitely not be drinking fucking four locos, man. No, there's no. We are too old to be four loco. Even yeah. Red Bull vodka is. Sh- it should be Man, kind should, of skeptical. That see, that's like kind of like my drink. That's my yeah. drink too, um, especially on tour, because like. <laughs> And tour, you con- and we can get into this later, but like you're constantly exhausted and mm-hmm. kind of. I don't do drugs, so it's mm-hmm. like, you know, um, gotta have some kind of like when you're tired and road worn. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like Red Bull and vodka. Actually, uh, when we just played in London, we like threw the after party in London, and I think I lost count at twenty three Jaeger bombs. But okay, but here's the thing. That sounds like a lot, Bro, right? Like it sounds I mean, like no, a lot. it sounds like but, from the guy that was like, I don't really party. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Well, okay, here's the thing. I don't party when I'm home, like at all. Like that's uh, fair. I might have like a glass of wine if I'm cooking, which I'd love to cook. So, um, but like I DJ two nights out of the week at my local bar, Goodfellas. So I, I drink on Wednesdays and, and Saturdays for sure. But like when you're on tour, like kind of go through it. But um, yeah. In Europe, but you know this, like in Europe, the shots aren't like shots here in the States. They're like these little tiny plastic yeah, cups. Yeah. So they're, it's not like anything crazy. Because I remember after the show in London, 23 Jaeger bombs. That's just the Jaeger bombs that mm-hmm. I took. On stage, the band has a bar on stage. So we always take a shot of Jameson before we go on stage. Mm-hmm. And you might have like a little before, like 40 minutes before we go on, we each have like a drink, nothing too crazy. Like mm-hmm. I always do like a Jameson... Um, Jameson uh, Fanta or yeah, Jameson Fanta is kind of like my jam. Uh, we all have like this one drink and we don't pour too heavy prior to the set. But then on set, we have a bartender. We have a bar every night and we're all in your monitors. We got to talk back, Mike. So we'll just go up to the talk back. Be like in the middle of a song, mm-hmm. I need a drink. And our bartender, which is usually a friend of ours that's just on tour with us, yeah. pours a drink, so, brings it over. So, dude. you know, but like even then when that's we're on stage, shit, dude. you know, it's more for our guests <laughs> than anything. Cause like we, we really don't drink too much on stage. Yeah. Um, too many, too many responsibilities, and obviously we're yeah. older now, so right. it's like you know the priority is pl- putting on a good show. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, you know, fucking let loose. But yeah. yeah, so there's drinks that were had, and then you get off stage and go to the greenery, cooling out. Ah, take another shot, yeah. you know, with some friends that are there, and then you go to the after party. Yeah, but twenty three Jaeger bombs, and then like a couple other drinks, and I just remember afterwards, I was like fine which is not okay you know uh and i walked to get food and i was like i just but i remember the walk perfectly fine and then got back to the bus an hour before bus call went to the top lounge facetime my wife and went straight to bed you know that's the other thing is like nowadays i don't know how you guys are but like i could drink an energy drink and fucking sleep anywhere oh yeah like i'm i drink coffee at any time of the day yeah i'm fine i'm good with it you know keeps you nice and warm in these cold days but you know but yeah, we should probably all steer clear from caffeine. And shit, yeah, but like, <laughs> probably not. The but best. you know, Jaeger bombs in Europe are really good, dude. And I hate Jaeger. 
I hate Jaeger. I think it's like comes like tequila and Jaeger when I was in the army, like that was the thing, you know, and Mickey's. The fuck drink Mickey's, bro? I still, I can still Please do a, a grenade every now. Oh and then. man, I, I can't even smell it. <laughs> Tequila's another the one. Like, monkeys were the shit. Brass monkeys, were, yeah. <laughs> but like, can't couldn't really do it until I like joined Zebrahead and Dan Dan Palmer, my guitarist. He's like, we gotta drink Jaeger. I'm like, we're Germany. I was like, all right, okay, cool. And then so that's like the only time I really drink is in in Europe. But yeah, you know, it's not too bad, you know. The occasional tour, which yeah. unfortunately we tour a lot, so it's like not occasional anymore. And and you had all, you know, you, what I'm hearing is you had a lot of practice to get your body prepared for things like yeah. this and to be able to survive. Training. Yeah. Training, yeah. Yeah, I've trained a lot. That muscle is, <laughs> is strong and doesn't wither easy. You know, you've done warp Tour, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I always try to explain to people in warp Tour, like that, that ask about warp Tour, like, oh, how was it? A, a, one of the coolest experiences you can do as a musician you know, unfortunately, a lot of uh, of our new musicians are becoming are never going to experience that, yeah. which is, mm -hmm. man, what a shame. Because I, I remember growing up as a kid, like and seeing Warp Tour, like that was there was certain goals, right? It was like mm -hmm. Warp Tour, Japan, Australia, mm -hmm. like Europe, like those things, like those kind of goals and shit, you know. And like, uh, but yeah, on Warp Tour, you know, like the after parties every night, you know, yeah. like you'd line up merch tables, like yep. ten merch tables, and like you play like Flip Cup. And you'd always have a different partner. You rotate. Yeah, you party all <laughs> fucking night. I remember a 2016 Warp Tour. I like we were not the cool pop punk band on, on that Warp Tour at all. Like, but all of our friends were in like heavy ass bands. So like we had you know Chelsea Grin, the homies, like Unearth, like all these heavy bands. Yeah. So we just party with the heavy bands, but the heavy bands drank. Mm -hmm. So we had a bunch of like drunk pop punk kids just hanging out with all the heavy dudes, and we we're like, <laughs> we don't fit in, but we fit in better here than. Right anywhere yeah. which i think that's why assuming ended up going a little bit harder eventually it's like dude i don't know if i like this pop punk like scene <laughs> everyone's a dick dude uh warp tour uh after parties like i i my band's never played warp tour but i worked for atticus oh yeah um and uh dude, actually my lemon is right there oh, uh yeah. that's funny <laughs> um but so i remember the first time i ever did mdma oh shit i warped at warped <laughs> on accident at, we had a 4 a.m. bus call. I wish that would have happened to me. Sorry, because like I don't, I've never done drugs, so I wish I accident I would have done something cool because I have no cool drug yeah. stories, Dude, you know what I, which is good, I guess. But. For for me, I've, I've always just been like a like weed guy, right? Yeah. Like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do any type of drug, it's, it's weed, and then that's that. Yeah. Right? So I didn't know, um, and I won't say the name of the band, but it was a 4 a.m. bus call night. <clears throat> One of the bands that year who had DJs in their bands, okay, and like yeah. turntables and stuff, and. They're like, yo, what's up, doggy? Yo, come try this punch. I'm like, all right, cool. Drink this oh, punch. And I was like, yo, that's delicious. Yeah, right? this shit's good as fuck. And they were like, yo, have another cup. So we're, we're drinking, we're hanging out, and I just start to feel like incredible. Yeah, amazing. Um, and I was like, dude, <laughs> oh, man. This is the worst. <laughs> the worst. I just want to give everybody a hug right I was, now, dude. I, like, I was just like, and I was just like on cloud nine, and I just remember having a good ass time going to bed, waking up in the next city, right? But then I start talking to dudes, and they're like, "Oh, dude, hey, last night was cool." And I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "That punch is fucking rad." And I was like, "Dude, what, what was that punch?" They're like, "It's just like fruit punch and energy drinks, but we threw MDMA in there, like just pure." <laughs> just MDMA. All, they're all nonchalant. Yeah, about it. they're like, "We just," and I was like, "Dude, I drank like three cups," and they're like, "Oh yeah, you were having a good ass time." And I was like, "Man, so all right, man." <laughs> you had that good story. So, that's a, that I've heard like, and I've seen horror stories. I've yeah. like seen. I've been on tours where. Like someone gets like spiked with some shit and mm -hmm. it's like they're fucking tripping and I'm like, yeah, 
I, I would never want that. Yeah. Like, that would suck. Even though I did get roofied, um, I think it was like, when was the last assuming we survived tour? I think it was like a year and a half ago. Um, the night before I was supposed to go on tour, I was DJing. And I'll never forget it. So I'm DJing and my wife is like directly across from me, sitting outside the doors and just chilling. And I see this, this chick walk out with two shots of tequila. She walks out. And like I'm DJing, but like I'm very, I don't know, it's maybe it's a military thing, maybe I don't know what it is, but like I'm very hyper aware of my like yeah. situ my surroundings at all times. So I notice everything, you know, but I remember, I specifically remember seeing her walk out. And then she walks back in straight to our uh, to my DJ booth and she's like, Hey, can I request a song? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, totally. She's like, I don't have any money. I was like, I don't care. She's like, here, take a shot of tequila. I was like, all right, cool, you know, whatever. Take the shot of tequila. And this is a, like early, like I think it was like 10 o'clock or something like that, 10 p.m. You know, I just got started. Mm -hmm. And by 10.30, I, I don't really remember much. My wife was saying that like I was, she came back to the DJ booth and we're talking and, and I just, in an instant, couldn't speak, couldn't stand up. Whoa. And like, they had to drag me out. Like I was wrecked. And then, um, yeah, I get home and then my wife tells me, yeah, you like, you stood up out of bed Walked out the door, stood in the hallway for a second. And mind you, my, when you open up my door, my bathroom is literally across the door. Yeah. I went to the stairs. I just started peeing down the stairs. <laughs> and, and she's like, that's not the bathroom. I don't know this is happening, by the way, you know? That's not the bathroom. That's not the bathroom. And she's telling me, and I was like, damn, did you? Like, so the next morning she tells me this. I'm like, did you clean it up? She's like, hell no. I was did like, you have oh, carpet? Man. Yeah. that was all wood floor. Okay, that's good. So I was like, so I went down there. I went there the next morning. No one's awake. I was like, thank God. I don't fucking clean in. I'm like, dude, don't remember that shit. But I had to leave for tour that day. I remember feeling like fucking miserable though the next day. Like, like a hangover time. Yeah, time. but like time. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, dude, I don't know how people do it. That's like, insane. I, but I would, why? Oh, but she also OD'd in the parking lot. Like after I the, left. Yeah. The same chick? Yeah. So they had to call the ambulance on her and shit like that. So I'm glad that that wasn't my fate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could you imagine? But wait, so do you think, do you think she just did it or do you think someone did it to her and she just happened to give you that the could be shot? the case, dude. You know what I mean? Like, cause she was with a guy. Mm. So, you know, do you know maybe, 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 I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but like maybe he refeed her drink and she felt weird about it or she was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to give the DJ a drink. And he was probably like, no. Oh, mm. she left. Okay, let me spike this other one. You know, I don't yeah. know. But dang. Yeah, uh, I hope she's okay. And I hope she didn't purposely fucking drug me. <laughs> yeah. Is that like, what's her plan? Like, yeah. Yeah, what, we're what both are drugs. Like, what's going to happen? Like, <laughs> when she's like, like, my wife's going to casually let her take me away. Like, yeah. no. <laughs> funny. She's like, you're just shot. She, you're like, she's like, I have nothing to pay. You're like, that's fine. She's like, oh, shit. Uh, Dang it. Like realizing that you're like nice about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. My bad. Ooh. Yeah. So people, uh, beware of your drinks. Yeah. Watch Don't drink. leave your shit around. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that happen at, do you guys remember the bar in Riverside? Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, the, the band used to play there all the time. The vibe. Oh, the vibe. The vibe yeah. in Riverside. Uh, I won't say what band this is or, or band member, but I remember I was there with uh, a bunch of friends. This is a long time ago. And uh, I'm sitting there at the end of the bar waiting to get in the men's bathroom. And I don't know if you remember, like there's a hallway in the yeah. men's bathroom and the end of the bar is right there or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I see this band dude, like, and, and that's, I mean, it's no one's fault because she never fucking refused someone ever. Right. You know, but um, my friends, we left our cups there on the end of the bar. Cause like I'm sitting there waiting. I figured they'll be out before I'm out, you know, like I'm just waiting. Yeah. But yeah, I literally plain as day, just see him like 
sprinkle some shit in the cup. And um, fuck, what was the name of the owner? He was the best dude. Uh, I can't remember the owner. But like, um, dude, I, I got the owner right away. And I was like, dude, he just spiked that drink. And he was like, him? No way. Like, he's in this, he's this guy. This guy. I was like, I know exactly who he is. Yeah. I, was I like, watched, I watched it happen. And he's like, oh, man. So I go up to him. I was like, dude, take a drink of that drink. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, take a drink of that drink, man. He's like, that's not my drink. I was like, well, you put some stuff in it. So it's your drink now. Like, drink it. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't drink it in front of us. Of and sure enough, like, he, like, took off and shit. I was like, dude, you suck, man. Like, and it's a band that I love. So it's like, uh, it's, it's such a weird thing, dude. Like, what's, like, what do you accomplish? Yeah, I don't, like, I don't get it. You know, except <clears throat> for some charges. Yeah. Yeah. Was it worth it? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, not. Probably not worth it. Oh, freaking tangents. We went off on a good Crazy. one. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right, Woo! Yeah. Strong man. Oh, man. The so, monster I drank in the car. Is good. <laughs> so uh, back to back to uh, messed. Are you okay. are you playing guitar and mess? Not anymore. Um, I just like too much of a balance between. Um, you know, trying to keep assuming survive alive, which is like my baby, you mm -hmm. know, and then being a part of Zebrahead, which is a priority, you know, and, and such a busy band and, you know, pays the bills, uh, affords me a lot of things in life that I've worked really hard for. Um, but, you know, growing up as a kid, I like my mom or anyone that knows me from when I was a kid will tell you that, like, I grew up loving Mest and Zebrahead, which mm -hmm. is crazy. Yeah. And uh, I used to play Mest in my mom's living room in Germany, like religiously. Mm -hmm. And um, fast forward, I think it was like Warped Tour, 2013 or, or 20s 2010s it was a long time ago but like uh here in pomona my band had won the ernie ball battle of the band so we're playing yeah. ernie ball stage and i remember going to the beer garden and i see tony lovato of mess and i'm like oh fuck shit like oh shit like <laughs> should i go talk to him i don't know man like i don't fangirl out there you know and uh i ended up going up to him i was like hey man like my name's adrian i grew up loving your band i could play every song like I Dude, this is so rad to see you here. My band's playing Ernie Ball stage at 2.30. I'd love for you to check us out. And he was super nice, dude. And, like, I'd heard horror stories about him. And, like, he, none of them are true. He's, like, the nicest dude on the planet. Yeah. And he was that day, you know. Like, um, yeah, he came and watched us play. And uh, that was rad. And I think, like, three weeks later, he had us open up for him at House of Blues Anaheim. And uh, he comes into our green room. He's like, hey, man, play this song. And I play it. And he's like, you want to play guitar for messed when jeremiah can't like the original i was like fuck yes dude dude <laughs> and uh yeah so i started like every now and then like before jeremiah left um like he'd have me come up and play until i met you so he would just get on the mic and i'd play the guitar with him which is so cool because like jeremiah loved jeremiah's voice and his mm -hmm. guitar playing and shit so i got to play with the actual band you know the original lineup and shit and that was like a huge goal and uh then yeah, I got the call. Uh, he was like, dude, we're doing a headliner in Joylette, back home in Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, you down? I'm like, a thousand percent, I'm down. He's like, here's the, the set list, 25 songs. It's like, okay, you know, all right, right cool, man. Like, <laughs> let's do it. So right. we, we fly out to, to Joylette and, you know, get to go to his old childhood house and and just see, like, the history of Mest. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so then we, we get to the show and... Like we're hanging out and in true Lovato fashion, because you know, if you know Tony, this is, or if you've ever played with Tony, you know, this is like 30 minutes before we play. I already learned 25 songs, right? 20, like 30 minutes before we play, he's like, hey man, uh, I'm going to add this song, a song I've never even heard of. Or I've heard, but like it's a newer song. So I'm like, so you don't know. Dude, yeah. shit and bricks, dude. So I put my ears in. I'm in the back lounge. Everyone's loud as fuck. I'm trying to learn the song. Oh, I'm like, 
okay, I figured it out. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. I got it. I'm like, where in the set list is going to be? I'm like, please let it be like third, fourth, you know? He's like, it's going to be towards the end. I'm like, oh, fuck. Dude. <laughs> so the entire time, I couldn't even enjoy, like, yeah. I could not even enjoy the set, like the set. Because like the entire time in my mind, as I'm playing all these songs, I'm like, you've done this. Like, yeah. I'm picturing the song that is still 15 songs away in my head how to play. Yeah. So I'm like, and then the song, it comes to that song and I was like, I might have fucked up once, one little part, but like I, I got it. I got through it, like just barely. They're like, oh my God, you made dude. it, dude. <laughs> you made it. Oh my God. But yeah, that was a, that was an awesome moment. And then ever since then, yeah, we just started playing. And then um, it was really cool how that went about too. Cause like um, one of the original bass players for Assume Survive, Brandon Stewart, um, great dude, man. Like uh, he ended up joining Mest and I was always so stoked for him. I was like, hell yeah, man. Like, you're with one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And, and then I got to play that show with Brandon and I got to play a couple shows with Brandon. And, uh, he unfortunately a couple years ago passed away in a motorcycle accident. Oh, and, uh, yeah, that was, that was, That's his memories always pop up and it was sucks, but like, I'm, I'm glad we got to share a lot of assuming stuff with him and, and get to share that messed story with him. And, but yeah, messed was rad, you know, like Tony is my son's godfather and, uh, got to meet a lot of my idols through touring with, with messed, you know? And, uh, it's, it's a great thing. He's got a new record that's coming out soon. So he, he's been doing some awesome stuff. Um, he signed with a couple of record labels, and so they're killing it. I wrote one song on the new record, so that should be coming out. Let's get it. So it, it was cool. So, yeah, I messed. Uh, that was a really cool thing to happen. It's like when you get to play with your your idol growing up. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, I felt like I was in the movie Rockstar, you know? Like, yeah. was like, you're going to be the <laughs> singer. I was like, holy shit. Uh, my mom was stoked for me, and... She was like, Atrian, my mom's super German. She's like, Atrian, you're playing with mess. It's so cool. <laughs> she also calls Zebrahead, Atrian, when is the head zebra coming? <laughs> the head zebra. Uh, soon, mom. Soon, mom. Yeah. A Jaeger story I got later about my mom, too. So remind me of that. <laughs> my mom's a funny, funny person. So the mess thing was actually what I was like, oh, I want to ask you about this later on. Because I saw uh, when, the, when the questions came in from our buddy, our buddy Chris Ballard, and it was something about, uh, I think he said, like ask him about mess or ask or did you know he played in mess or something like that? Yeah, uh, I was like, really? Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, it was again one of the coolest experiences, and I gained family. You know, I lived with Tony for for years up until like pretty recent, and um, you know, getting to watch him, just his dude, he's his work ethic is so crazy, dude. Like he he's just such a go getter. He does everything for his band, and um, you know, there was one tour we did with Melancholin. So Tony broke his back on Warp Tour, like oh. a while back. Uh, I can't remember what year it was, and and he'll, you know, he'll probably see this and be like, "It was this year." You should know. <laughs> like, we talked about this, this already, huh? but so he broke his back, and um, we were doing a tour with Melancholy, which I fucking love that band. You know, I was, and that was like, oh shit, I did a tour with Melancholy. Dude, I love yeah, this band, so and um, I think it was like a day or two before we went on on tour, he was working out and he fucked his back up. He was on so much medication just to, like, we are like, he was like, dude, I can't cancel this tour. Like, this is how I provide for my family. I got to do it. And right. I'm like, okay, man, like, whatever we got to do to get through this, like, you just got to take it easy. Like, whatever, we'll get through it. Mm. Man, he was like, he had to be on so much medication just to get through it, And he fucking powered through that. I think we were in Portland and he couldn't walk. And I, dude, I randomly found a fucking wheelchair. I don't know how that just magically happened. <laughs> it was like it was meant to be. And I'm just pushing him around Portland in a fucking wheelchair and like, 
But um, it was crazy. In the crowd, that's like, just fuck's my chair. Where the fuck's my chair? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a day off, so I hope it wasn't anybody's wheelchair. To be, to be fair, but if it was, man, it went to a good cause. Yeah, I promise yeah. you. But we left it where we found it. You know, at the end of it. But yeah, so he's on all this medication, and um, just to get by, and like each night, it was like he was just, dude. Like I, f I could feel the pain, and like, and in in a weird way, like made for such a great performance because he was like so in it like mm. from the pain he was just yeah. putting it all out there yeah. but yeah we ended up doing that tour and we got home the night we got home he went to the he went to the doctor he went to the emergency room because he was just all the adrenaline from post tour had just oh, yeah. kind of finally settled mm -hmm. and when you you know that's the thing is like we always talk about like touring and like uh i always had this discussion with people that tour is like you know i get why certain people do drugs on tour right. i totally understand right. it you know like it's yeah it's a ton of fun it's incredible but it is more work than most people understand especially when you're really putting it in there like you know it's a lot of fucking hurry up and wait it's a lot of boredom mm -hmm. so much downtime you're being you're away from your friends or yeah. your family like sometimes you're really fucking hungry like and hang being hangry sucks when you're away from tour and you can't go into a cupboard that has yeah. food you know like yeah. and, you have, and you have to be bucks. social do what yeah and you have to be social and you have to be social and you're just mentally exhausted so i understand why people do drugs mm -hmm. and shit but like you know, coming off a tour is like a real thing. Like, yeah. cause like tour life, you, ha you do certain things to get through the tour, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but like, yeah, coming off of the tour. So he was coming down cause it, he wasn't drinking. He wasn't really taking the medicine cause he wasn't performing. He was like, oh, I don't have to take this as much as I was taking just to, you know, dull the pain. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so he gets to the, to the hospital that night cause the pain was just so severe and they fucking overdosed him like on ketamine or something like yeah they literally overdosed them and like it, it's it's really sad when he tells the story because like um he thought he was dying and he was kept on asking about his son london and like that's he's such a great dad you know super tangent on tony but um yeah uh, tony and his whole family are just amazing amazing people and i love that guy the love i have for him is incredible so love that band nest has a new album coming out soon so Make sure you check that out. They got a bunch of tours and stuff coming out too. So, and his new guys too are just great. Like his his drummer Gary, which I've done a bunch of tours with Gary. Gary's filled in for Assuming Survive too. Oh, cool. just solid, solid dude. Um, Devin, incredible dude from Chicago. I've known him for a minute, and I'm so proud of him. And then Bob, Bob, uh, Bob's in the the tribute, the one eight uh, Blink one eighty true, the Blink one eighty two tribute band, and they're oh. rad as fuck. So super good. So he's got a great group of dudes behind him right now. So pretty cool. So shout out to Mest. Uh, rules and I, you know, and like you're saying, like people don't realize what goes into touring. And then also, just like you know, yes, it's it's fun to play these songs and it's cool that people show up and all that stuff. But like, uh, like as Tony was feeling when he hears back, he's like, "This is how I provide." One hundred percent. You know, yeah. this isn't like yes, it's fun, but this is also like it's work. You know, yeah. as much as oh, one hundred percent. We like 100%. to, you know, and and I think that like uh, an, another thing that we try and show like on this show, talking to people that are doing this and touring and playing is that the bigger the band gets and the bigger the show gets, it's more work. Oh, yeah. There's more so much more that goes into these shows, like your lot. stage performance. And now all of a sudden we have extra shit to, we're not just showing up with like a, a half stack and playing. Well, we're, to be you know, fair, <laughs> I luck out right. <laughs> to be fair, I'm pretty fortunate now, you know, being in Zebrahead because like Zebrahead has an amazing crew. Like okay. our, um, our guitar tech die. Uh, I can't thank that dude enough because like every time I, I bring guitars to him, like going to tour, I'm like, bro, I'm so sorry. 
these guitars are gonna be wrecked. He's like, oh, no problem. And it, it, he's rad. He, you know, he does guitar tech for Sleep Token, and uh, oh, okay. he works for the Punk Rock Factory, which I Ooh. love those guys with all my heart. Shout out to yeah. Punk Rock Factory. I just got to see them in their hometown of Cardiff. They came over to to hang out. Uh, but yeah, my guitar tech guy, he um, he's just like the sweetest dude and works his ass off. But yeah, every time I bring yeah. my guitars. I'm just like, I, the first thing I do when I see him at the airport, when like he meets up at the bus, I'm like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> like, it's all good. And then he'll come up to me with the first guitar that's on. He's like, that thing was fucked up. I, like, I, told, I, you. I told you, man. Like, I told you. I didn't do this. Well, I kind of, I, I did, but I didn't. Yeah. We did have like, because we just played when we were young festival. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't be there. He, uh, he was out with the Punk Rock Factory guys on, on their uh, mainland Europe tour. And uh, we had a really good friend of ours, amazing dude, alum to death, uh, guitar tech. And on my guitars, I have the Evertune system, you know, which is fucking sorcery, if you know what that shit is. <laughs> it's fucking sorcery. Like, you can literally, the guitar will not go out of tune. It's it will, yeah. The most amazing, it's for me as a rhythm guitar player, fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. And if you're recording too, it's just great, mm -hmm. great investment to have at least one guitar with Evertune. I'm looking if uh, not none of those have, none of them at least one guitar with Everton. Yeah. Okay, if you're trapped. <laughs> um, but love it. They're rad. I will personally not touch that fucking thing because a die will kill me. Mm -hmm. But so our buddy that was teching for us when we were young, um, I told him I was like, dude, when you tune it, like when you change strings, you just undo the string, you know, pull the string out, put the new string in, and then just tune it. Like just tune it until it stops tuning. It'll stop tuning. It'll get to a point where it just doesn't get tight or doesn't go sharp. Right. Like that, it'll be in the note. And then what you do is you just fine tune with this little guitar key. You just fine tune, fine tune. Just uh, we're getting, you know, we're we're setting up on on stage, and I just see him wrenching, oh, and I already knew. I was like, no. oh fuck, yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh man, let, just please at least let it be in tune. And uh, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up just literally reversing on the machine head and then just fine tuning off the machine head because it was like I didn't have time Yeah. and uh, again he's a sweetheart he did a great job overall he had a lot of responsibility so like no hate on him at all I totally get it plus he had never worked on that before mm. but yeah so I gave it to my guitar to die and that's why I told him I was like it's not one it's both my guitar I'm sorry. Right <laughs> but he's like yeah he had me that first guitar at soundcheck he's like that thing was fucked mate I was like yeah, I told you so yeah Dude, uh, a good tech. Goes, yeah. So very that. lucky that we have a yeah. good team. So yeah, going back to that, I was like, yeah, I just kind of like, I like show up to sound check or, or to load in and I'll kind of like, I'll help my bass player, Ben, like uh, if Ben's, because Ben does a lot of the work for Z-Red too, setting up all our like in-ear system and like, because we bring all our own mics, everything is all our own besides the house sound. So uh, they'll be setting that up and so I'll wire like Ben's bass rig up or something or a lot of Ben's just a boss and lets me sleep in a little bit to rest my voice because he knows that as a, you know, front man, me, Dan, and Allie, we go out to the bar after the show and party a mm -hmm. bit late. But um, but yeah, so I don't have much to set up. Plus, I'm on the Kemper. It's just switch, cool. My tones always the same. Might depending on the venue size, I might have to turn up, you know, overall volume. Mm -hmm. But it pretty much always stays the same. And then die again, just hands me my guitar. I do my sound check. I hand him the guitar and I walk off stage. I don't have to do much, which is nice on the bigger end of doing things, you know, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's any less tiring because there is a lot, there's a lot of press. There's a lot of, you know, the hurry up and wait and waiting around, like is the hardest part. Like for me is like the most yeah. strenuous part. It's like, mm -hmm. damn dude, like I can only watch, I can only stay in the bus so long or right? right. I can only stay in the green room mm -hmm. so long. And like, yeah, it's fucking, 
brutal. And and it like especially on like this last tour. So we were hosting it was a slam dunk winter jam tour. So slam dunk's a big festival mm-hmm. out in the UK yeah. and like so they put on this tour. So we were hosting the parties every night. So it wasn't even like you couldn't go make an appearance. Right. You know what I mean? You and then you make the appearance. You're at the party. And then like you turn around and there's hey, there's a drink. Oh dude, hell yeah, thank you. And like mm-hmm. okay. Turn around, there's another one. Oh <laughs> shit. All right, here we go. I wasn't gonna drink that much tonight, but that goes out the fucking window. So um, but yeah, I think it's the mental part is the hardest part for me mm-hmm. being on tour. Like I miss my son so bad and my wife so much when I'm gone because you're on opposite schedules, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're wide awake, they're knocked out. Mm-hmm. So you can't, and you got to find that little window. So either you have to stay up super extra late so you can FaceTime because right. you need, you need like I, at least for me, like I need to see them mm-hmm. um, or you have to be early, up early as hell. So, yeah. and like, I don't do early. Except for now that I'm a dad, I do. Mm-hmm. And like, my wife hates it when I say it, but it's like, I, I sleep a little bit better when I'm on tour. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I just do. Yeah. Plus the bus, it's just like, there's something about it that just knocks me out. But like, Well, and you yeah. have to, you're a vocalist. And you have to, you're yeah. That's, especially when you're out late, like, that's why like, they're so good about like, I've never been late to a sound check, never missed a bus call mm-hmm. ever. Like, um, or, or a show time, you mm-hmm. know? But like, they let me sleep in, me and Al. Cause we have to rest our voices and, yeah. and that's the hard part too. You go to the after party. What are you doing all night? Yeah. You're talking yeah. and you're talking, you've already like sang all like, you know, you're set and for zero head, it's like a hour set minimum. Mm-hmm. Unless we're like, a, it's our headliner. Then we play like an hour and 50 hour and 30 or something like that, you know? So you're doing that set and then you're talking over music all night. Mm-hmm. Oh dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going back to being a bad, <laughs> being a bad Bad lead singer. Um, the first night of the tour in Manchester. So this for, most recent uh, one. This, that you were yeah, okay. this most recent one, which is super rad. Uh, the bands we're on tour with Sponge from the UK. They're like the ska band. They're so freaking amazing. Like and the nicest dudes. Millie Manders and the Shut Up. Incredible. We met them uh, in the summer. And then Teenage Bottle Rock. Love those guys so much, dude. It was a great tour. Like just good company. Mm-hmm. But night one, the fucking first night of tour, we're hosting the after party at this place called. Uh, Satan's Hollow, mm. rad ass like punk rock metal bar. Mm. Um, so we have to Uber there. So we, we Uber there. It's like a 10, 15 minute Uber or whatever. So we Uber there and we get there and like it's already like, I don't know, like 1 30 or 2 in the morning, right? Like when, by the time we get there. Mm. And um, so we get there and like, you know, right as soon as we walk in, it's fucking drinks. Yeah. Like anywhere you turn, there's like, hey, you want a shot? I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, shot. Shot, 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 shot. And we're just hanging. And then the DJs were like, yo, man, we got bottles for you back here behind the DJ booth. Like, come out here, you know? Like, so you don't get too, too crowded. So you can take a break. Mm. And so we go back to behind the DJ booth. They got, um, you know, Jaeger shots. And so we take a shot of Jaeger. And what does, like, buzzed up Adrian do? He sees the microphone. And if you know me, because karaoke, right? <laughs> yeah. Karaoke, like, yep. you guys know me. And that, that sense of things. Like, <laughs> I can't help it. Like, dude, like, it's like... I just love this. I just love, love it so it. much. Yeah. And it's like an emo night. So I'm like, I see the microphone. I was like, hey man, does that, that, that thing work? He's like, hell yeah. I'm like, give me that motherfucker. <laughs> so I'm, <sitting> there, <laughs> I'm just singing my ass off like all night. Panic at the mm-hmm. disco, like fucking <laughs> everything. Like bring me the Ryzen and like just going for it. Yeah, like yeah, behind the DJ booth. And like, that was night one of the tour, man. I just remember the next morning I woke up. I was like, 
Do you realize what you've done? I made a mistake. <laughs> what did I do? And I look at my bass player, Ben, and it was cool because like um, our bass player, Ben, his two boys came out on tour with us and, and they had never been on tour. But so Ben was raging. We're just all raging, like having the best <laughs> night ever. And then we, were, we looked so rough the next day in Leeds. We all woke up and everyone's like the same. It was like, wow, I'm hungover and my voice feels kind of rough, dude. So yeah, fucking don't do that again, Adrian. Mental note. That like, <laughs> one, take it easy. You know, or take shots of Sprite. Like if I'm at the bar and like people want to like get shots and that, that don't drink, I'll see like, Hey, let's do shots of Sprite. Like yeah. we don't have to yeah. drink to have a good time, you know? But mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, going back to the zebra head thing, I'm very lucky to be in a band that has that, you know, where I don't have to push a bunch of gear like a mile long. Dude, Warped yeah. Tour, well, pushing it through gravel, bro. Been a band for yeah. Forever. I mean, they've been around yeah. for forever, but, but you know, I like to say I put in my, my, yeah, I paid my dues in a sense, but I don't think you ever truly, there's no such thing as paying your dues in a sense. What, what it is, is there's a such thing as work ethic, right? Like, right. And I don't think it changes when, like, the, my work ethic has changed from, oh, I have to push gear and load gear, pack gear, perform, run to merch, you know, um, hang out, do press. It hasn't changed too much off of that. It's just I just don't load. So I, it, you compensate elsewhere, right? Yeah, like mm -hmm. the job doesn't stop. Like you just compensate elsewhere. So it's like for me, it's I'm a big advocate of, you know, after the show's done, I'm going to meet as many people as possible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like even before the show, like if there's a line, I remember I used to do this with assuming like if there's a line out the door, I'd bring an iPad, especially like for people that are early. Mm -hmm. I'd sit there with an iPad. We watch a movie in line. Oh. Or I'd like walk down, say hi to everybody. Uh, same thing now, like, you know, at shows with Zebrahead or um, I'll walk around the crowd all night and they're like, damn, isn't that like, hey man, aren't you? Yeah, man, how you guys doing? Can I take a picture? Yeah, of course, dude, like, yeah. let's do it, you know? And I feel like after the show, especially, it's like, you know, we're there to give anyone that wants to watch us that night where they, they leave the venue and whatever stress they're carrying, whatever they got going on, like, I want them to leave that day be like, you know, like, yeah. fuck, I needed that. Like, because yeah. that's why I go to shows. It's yeah. like, A, because I love music, but like, if I'm stressed, dude, there's nothing better than going to a show and getting out of that show and be like, fuck, I needed that. Yeah. You know, like, for here. Yeah. You know, I needed that. Yeah. Or making someone's day, you just don't know what someone's going through. Or, you know, or someone could be just fine, just a happy person, and you just make their day that much better. Yeah. So, you know, I just compensate elsewhere. Now I, I go and I make my rounds. I try to meet as many freaking people as possible. And, uh, and that's the side of promoting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, so instead of loading gear or you know packing equipment up, I'm out in the crowd talking to people, you know, making sure they had a good time and yeah. trying to hopefully make sure they come back to the next one. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I don't think you you never stop the work ethic, it, it, and you may have different priorities, right? Like, so you know, on Warped Tour, it, it, everyone's on the push yeah. to get the gear to the stage. You know, mm -hmm. like that's a that's a full team effort. Merch as well, like unless you bring a merch person. Um, which I think most of the time you bring a merch person if you can, just cause like it's a long day and like performing than under the tent slanging merch. But, um, yep. but yeah, it's just different <clears throat> priorities now, you know? So don't get me wrong. Like I'm fucking down to work. If they're like, Adrian, you need to be awake so you, we could push this gear. I'm like, let's fucking let's go. go. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's where you need me. I am wherever you guys need me to be. So, Dude. but yeah. So, so what was that? Um, what was that first? So oh, I guess we can rewind a little bit. With assuming we survive, um, you know, you guys, you guys were killing it. Like you guys are doing big shit. Like yeah. fucking like people are coming out to shows. 
and then what was that like transition point where where like how did you end up one in Zebrahead? Yeah. And then two, what was that first show like going from like a Sumo Survive to a Zebrahead show? Oof, oh man. <clears throat> and what were the nerves like? Like, oh I'm coming into well it, to this band. <clears throat> it was crazy. So, you know, Assuming Survive is my baby. Um it, it's who I am as a person in many ways. It's it's musically who I am. Right. Uh, you know, I think it's that band that, you know, I could we could be heavy, we could be pop punk, we could be punk rock. Yeah. We could do everything. And and that's really, really cool. And then going from assuming, you know, when I got the call from Dan or but uh, my guitarist Dan Palmer, mm-hmm. it was right before COVID had hit. Uh there was no no shows we had a tour lined up that got canceled with assuming mm-hmm. and i get a call uh, assuming had started recording so we're in the studio and i get a call from dan he's like hey brother what are you up to i was like oh just chilling i gotta go record tonight he's like hey you want to grab dinner before you go record i was like hell yeah so we met up at hooters right off of catella in orange county because like our studio was like like great three wings. blocks away <laughs> great wings and uh so we're sitting there eating fried pickles having a couple shots of jameson and just catching up on life yeah. and i thought he was reaching out because at the time I was going to do like a, like a punk rock super group. I had, um, uh, sleaze from the bomb pops, great bass player. Um, I was talking to Mike Canberra, um, on drums possibly. And, uh, and I had a couple of drummers in the works depending on who could do it. And I, mm-hmm. I remember I had reached out to Dan and be like, yo, Dan, like you're in 10 bands, bro. You're yeah. fucking be in another one. Like what's another one? Let's do it. And so I thought that he wanted to talk about that, but we at first off, we were just catching up with life. And, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like we cheers and he's like, by the, as I'm taking, he's like, by the way, you're the new singer of Zebra Head. I was like, what? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, you're the guy. I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's go, you know? Dude, and, just uh, like that. Yeah, it was literally just that easy. And they didn't audition anyone else. Um, I had met the guys in Zebra Head when I first moved to California in like end of 2006. Um, my pop punk band, No Rare Feet at the time, was recording with Cameron Webb. Mm-hmm. And that's when the singer that I replaced from Zebra Red, Maddie, had joined Zebra Head and he was recording his first record with Zebra Red. So I met the, them at that point in, mm-hmm. in their career when Maddie had just joined, which is crazy that it comes full circle, right? Like, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, going from that meeting with Dan, I think the next week I went straight to Ben's house. We, we wrote the first day we were there and then my first show was Zebra Head. Like you would think... Zebrahead being such a big band, like a little warm up show. You know how you get a warm up show yeah. when you join a band, like you know, you get the one, one to shake the, the dust yeah, off. You know, you know, let's let's figure this out, guys. <laughs> no, my warm up show was fucking two sold out slam dunk festival dates in England. Sick. And I was like, fuck, no pressure, dude. But like, the thing is, too, like I'm, I've always like I love this shit so much, and I take it very seriously. Like the playing, I was like, okay, I got this, cool, yeah. got this. And um, you know, we get to the UK get to meet all their like their European camp and stuff and that first show yeah I was a little nervous you know I was like I was I, I kept on listening to in my in-ears to the set mm-hmm. like making sure I don't forget anything I don't fuck yeah. it up but like the moment we walked out it just it was weird dude like it felt like it felt right this fucking like no one bumped into each other our mm-hmm. stage movements and you know that's that takes time yeah. to develop. Yeah, like yeah, knowing, yeah. like your band members, knowing what they do on stage and how they, they function, yeah. like it's a big deal. And like, yeah, we just flowed. It was fucking cool. Mm-hmm. But like I'd done so much research too. I like literally watched every YouTube video of every live show they had. Yeah. So I could figure out like the, okay, what do they do in between songs? Like, do they have any quirks like in the songs that they do? Like who moves where and what? Like, I feel like that helped a lot, you know? But yeah, it was fucking wild to go 
to like walk out to that crowd and be like, oh damn. Yeah, Slam Dunk's not a small <laughs> festival. No, it was it was rad. It's a great festival. Like, yeah. <clears throat> like if you ever get to play Slam Dunk, it, it's just a great time. And like everybody in the UK, they're so nice. Like the fans are great and they really love their booze. Yeah. And uh yeah, they're they're awesome. Man. And their shit food. <laughs> okay. So everyone you, everyone oops, in the UK oops. is gonna hate me, dude, but like yeah, like fish and chips, bomb as fuck. Yeah. Love it. Mm -hmm. An English breakfast I can do, you know, like it's all right. Um, I spent most of the time eating um, Jamaican curry and pizza and donors, Middle Eastern food in the mm. UK. Like, yeah, donors is yeah, that's the biz. But yeah, like I'm not a huge fan. Like, don't hate me, please. <laughs> Looking at all three cameras right <laughs> Looking now. Look at all of them. All just... <laughs> you, everybody watching this, just don't hate me about that. I'm a food nerd, and I like it's yeah. I don't feel bad. We're from Southern California. We're, <laughs> the, really best, here, we're the best <laughs> fucking food here. So it's it's not even. I guess I, I guess I shouldn't say that. It's it's not that your food sucks. It's just that our food is just so much better. I feel like it, the food feels like a necessity, right? Like mm. we're doing this to get us nourished and go about our day. But I will see that not their food's it. healthier. <laughs> What's that? Their food is definitely oh, 100% yeah. time, like one hundred percent healthy. I've 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 had this every single time we've gone to Europe. I've I've just felt like. Oh my gosh, how much weight did I gain? Because I feel like I'm constantly like eating super late, and it's like a lot of like, like bread, a lot meat, of bread, cheese. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. best kind of things, dude. Like, what are we even talking about? It's dude. amazing. But yeah, but I, I lose weight. Yeah, because no preservatives. Well, and like, mm -hmm. what people don't understand about Europe, dude. Okay, I'm gonna ask you to use this question, okay? Because this answer to me is like just fucking. When was the last time you went on like a two mile walk to go see a city? To go see the city, the lovely city of Grand Terrace, or, or uh, to go see the sights? Yeah, it's been you know a while. Saying? It's been a while. How about you, bro? <laughs> uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, actually, no, it's just, I mean, technically, I, I walked around don't, down to don't, the riverside. I mean, my girl, so my, oh, sorry, girl, my, my fiance. Your fiance now. Fiance got engaged on friday oh congratulations thank you yeah you know no yeah. big deal they're getting married tomorrow oh damn need a wedding singer we're game yeah it, it's it's coming up we're not getting married tomorrow it's coming up quick but uh but uh she so she she's uh she lives in la okay and so um we hadn't really done riverside like i haven't really yeah. showed her not even like and riverside is pretty like like downtown area yeah, Michigan nice, is cool. yeah. yeah and so we had yeah you know, we had you know just time to kill so we walked around mission Inn, and then got coffee and then uh i believe we also checked out like the place where we, where we are going to have the wedding at so we kind of did explore we okay. kind of did explore okay so prior to you doing that with your yeah, now never. fiance never because she's in town <laughs> never. never exactly yeah. so, only it only happens on tour i feel like yeah. in europe <clears throat> there's always cathedrals mm-hmm Sometimes castles, mm -hmm. cool bridges. I know a bridge sounds weird, but like a bridge is cool. No, it's fucking cool. Like architecture yeah. is cool. Mm -hmm. In Europe, I feel like I walk, dude. When I get home from tour, my phone, the app, like the health app on my phone's like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at it and be like, "Fuck," I'm like, "You have sensing I'm gonna have a heart." Like, yeah, why? It's like you've walked way less than you did yeah, last yeah. month. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Because I'm not gonna walk the mean streets of fucking gorgeous Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah. Like, no hate on Rancho. What's up, Rancho? Like. Mm -hmm. Dude, in Europe, you walk so much. So, yeah, you eat heavy, right? Like, you mm -hmm. eat really good food, quality food. You eat a lot, but you walk so That's much. That's true. I didn't think about that. Like, That's true. You, walk so, you walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's it's like, you can literally 
get out of your hotel or get out of your tour bus or van or whatever and walk anywhere and see cool shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit that's like, been around for so long. For so long, yeah. so much history. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I totally get it. Like, and granted, I'm a, I'm a little dude. Um, I think the most weight I've gained was like when uh, my wife and I, when we were pregnant and I was cooking for her every day, I, I had to buy all new jeans, which is surprising for my skin. <laughs> but yeah, I love food and so I eat a lot, but yeah, you're right. Like um, even my, my guys in the band, like, it's like how the fuck like we eating all this shit and like lose weight but like when we're home it's like mm-hmm. well yeah because like you're home you don't really like unless you're super active or you go work out or yeah. do all this shit like you don't like you know plus uh, the food outside of like the states is like so much less preservative so much yeah. less shit like high fructose corn syrup i brought i brought my wife and my sister <clears throat> home from england a fanta right like a, yes. a european fanta and then i got a fanta here and like a pour in a glass and American Fanta is fucking neon orange, right? Yeah. And then I pour the European Fanta, and it looks like fucking orange juice. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, see that? Like, it was a really easy way to explain. Like, shit preservatives. Yeah. How shit is in Europe, where they actually give like a fuck sugar. about their people? Mm-hmm. Like real sugar, as opposed to like synth- synthetic. Synthetic, sugar. yeah, and, and coloring and yeah. and cre- oh, I, I'm a sucker for a fucking European Fanta, man. Oh, Fanta and Jameson, like real Fanta and Jameson. You should try it. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's pretty Sounds fucking. Or Mezzo Mix. Did you ever get Mezzo Mix? It's the Coca Cola and Fanta. Oh. Okay. So what you do is because I, I do it here. It's a very German thing. Whatever glass you have, three quarters Fanta, one quarter Coca Cola. Money. So, okay. so heads up, boys. And like or, orange Fanta. Orange Fanta. Okay. Okay. Interesting. You don't want to do pineapple. <laughs> it might be cool. Pineapple, Coca Cola, or something. But yeah, it's pretty good. So it's called a Mezzo Mix or a Spezi in Germany. So it's pretty good. I'll try it. Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. The only thing I, th- I think when I think of very a Euro- very European, which I don't smoke at all, but spliffs. Oh, spliffs. <laughs> spliffs. So I don't real, consider real I don't consider weed boys. a drug. So like when I say I don't do drugs, like <clears throat> just weed's not a drug, right? Like, um, yeah, spliffs is a whole thing in in, in Germany and in, in Europe. Um, I'm not a fan. Even though I smoke cigarettes, I'm not a fan. Um, I had a horrible experience when I was, I think, 17. I went to go visit my mom in Germany. I was living in Dominican Republic at the time. Or was I in the Army? Yeah, actually, I was in the Army. No, I wasn't in the Army. It was before I went in the Army. So, yeah, I was 17. So I went to visit my mom, and um, my cousin's like, hey, man, we're going to go out to a club tonight. I was like, sweet, cool, man. Like, And in Germany, I don't know if you guys know, you can drink. Like, You can fucking drink. Yeah, like basically like 16, 16 yeah, you're fine. Yeah. And uh, so he picks me up in his little fucking race car. He has this like fucking Ford, uh, no, it was a, a Fiat, like I forget what it was, but it was like, you know, hatchback, super raced out, dude, like yeah. super enduroed out. Like, and if you've ever driven in a two lane country road in Germany, hauling ass with your German cousin, I suggest you do it very soberly. <laughs> Cause it's scary as fuck, dude. Fuck. So he's just mobbing, and like I had, I had a couple of glasses of wine with my mom at dinner. So I go to this club, and we're clubbing, we're drinking, fucking hanging out, and like, and I'm like the cool American cousin, like, yeah, okay, yeah. And uh, and then like there was some hot chicks, you know. So I was like trying to impress impress him. It was cold as fuck. I'll never forget. It was cold as fuck. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, hey man, come outside. We're gonna we're gonna go smoke. We're out and bison. And I was like, okay, well, cool, we're gonna smoke. Yeah, let's fucking smoke. And we get in a fucking circle, and 
I've never seen a fucking Bob Marley size fucking spliff in my life like that. <laughs> and so it was like, dude, it was like that fucking big. It was like, oh fuck. They're like, I was here. like and I like, think at that point I'd only smoked weed like maybe twice ever. Mm-hmm. And Dominican weed, which is not good weed, you know. And I'm pretty sure the German weed wasn't any better, to be honest. <laughs> but so I'm already drunk, you know, or at least really well buzzed. And uh we smoked this this spliff kept Dude, it lasted forever. In my head, it lasted forever. And it finally finishes, and I'm like, oh, thank the fucking Lord. Because <laughs> I'm trying to be cool, you know what I mean? Like, it's I'm trying just to do the tearing cool. up your throat. Oh, it's fucking me yeah. up, dude. I am high as fuck, and I'm trying my best not to, like, let anyone know that I'm stoned <laughs> out of my fucking mind. And um, one of the girls, she's cold, and I was like, I figured we're going inside. So I was like, hey, you want my jacket? She's like, oh, that's so sweet. So I get her my jacket. No, dude, they bust out another fucking one. And I feel like, I swear to God, I feel like I cried inside. Because, hey, I'm trying to be cool. I'm high as fuck. And I'm trying to be cool. Give her my jacket so she stay warm. Thinking, hey, we're just going to walk back from the parking lot. You know, I'll get my jacket when we're back inside. Cool. No, another spliff comes out. So now I'm fucking freezing. I'm high as fuck. I'm buzzed. And this second spliff has come around. And I'm trying not to be a little bitch about it. So I'm like, dude. So I hit it. I hit it. I, at this point, dude, I don't even know where I'm at. Like, I'm fucked up beyond belief. And so we're sitting there, and dude, they have smoke machines going off in the club. I can't fucking, I'm panicking, dude. I'm like having a panic. I can't fucking breathe. (laughs) Fucking lasers. Yeah, I'm freaking out, bro. Like, straight up losing it. So I'm like, I'll be, I look at my cousin, I was like, I'll be right back. I go to the bar to get a water. And there's like one dude in front of me. And it felt like, no shit, it felt like I was there for 20 minutes just waiting for this water. (laughs) And, the guy leaves, and I just remember throwing down the 50 year old. I was like, Ich will Wasser. I want water. And I was aggressive about it. He's like, yeah. oh. He gives me the water. I don't take the change. I go straight to the bathroom with my water. I open up the door. Before I even made it in the bathroom, it was just, dude, dude, all over this fucking bathroom. <laughs> and my cousin comes in the bathroom. He's like, Bro, you old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm like, Fucking chug I'm, dude, wasted. So he puts, so he's like, Probably told him. My bitch ass cousin is fucking too fucked up. I gotta, I gotta take him home. I gotta go. So he puts me in the car. I'm trying to explain him how to get to. So I was with my mom, right, when we left, but I'm mm. staying the night at my sister's house. So I'm trying to explain to him how to get to my fucking sister's house, but I'm fucked up. Oh, no. Dude, we drove, I think, an extra hour just around. <laughs> like, he finally gets me there. He doesn't even walk me out because he's pissed. He's like, he's like, just fuck, get dude. Out. Like, get the fuck out of the car. I'll see you tomorrow. So I get to the. Uh, my sister lived in the high rise. So. Get to the high rise. Fucking, get, I got. She gave me a key, so I get in the high rise, and I'm like walking up the fucking steps. And I think she's like on the 12th floor or something. I knew, I knew her apartment because she had this little plant outside of her door, right? And so, no, no elevator. Just there was an elevator, but drunk, fucked up Adrian. <laughs> just saw the railing. I think I was just trying to uh, hold myself up. You know, I probably would have passed out the elevator. Just been like just going up and down the whole night. <laughs> um, so I get to this door and like. I'm using my key. It's not fucking working. I'm banging on the door. I'm like, Jasmine. Mind you, it's like Germany. Like, you've been, like, Sundays is like quiet time. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you're very polite. You're not loud in high rises. I'm banging on this fucking door, you know, like, Jasmine, let me in. Being the most American stereotype. Yeah, super yeah. <laughs> Fucked up American, you know, like, and I just remember turning, because it's not opening and she's not answering. And you know? so I, like, turn up to the door and I just sit down with my back against the door and I just fucking sit there and I'm like oh my god dude and uh something caught my eye and I look over there's no fucking plant by the door I'm like oh fuck I pull myself up dude I go up one more flight there's the plant there's the plant I use the key 
get right into the fucking door. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, dude. And I just write down, lay down. The next morning I wake up, next morning, afternoon, and my sister's like, um, she's like, hey, how you feeling? I'm like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. It was a fucking crazy night, whatever. She's like, yeah, I guess there's some crazy guy last night banging on my neighbor's door. She was in the laundry room doing laundry, and oh. the, the, her neighbor was just a, like a, a college student. Mm -hmm freaked out you Terrified. know it was like yeah there's some like crazy person banging on the door trying to get into our house last night i was like oh fuck oh that's uh, crazy <laughs> i ended up telling my sister it was me like a couple years ago i was like dude, you, you waited time? yeah i was like so embarrassed dude. Can you imagine like, oh, God, if dude. they like had you're not knowing like they like if they would call the cops oh dude and then you get them taken away and you're like no no there's a plant I, I there's a plant here. here i live there's like no plant there's no fucking plant bro like tripping yeah so Spliffs. That's my spliff story. Fuck <laughs> spliffs. Hate them. All my all like all my friends in in, right. in Europe. They all smoke spliffs. And I'm like, For anyone doesn't do know, it. a spliff is like half weed, half tobacco. tobacco. Yeah, it's, it's harsh as fuck. It's the, it, yeah, it's so stupid. But again, being a singer too, I can't really fucking do that. Yeah. I could sing my ass off all night at an after party. I can't do a spliff. Mm. Yeah, that shit's rough. Yeah. yeah. Before we have we have we have some questions. Or oh, yeah. Before we go, I have, I have my question. I want to go first. Okay. Uh, how, what do you do? You, do you have like a, a set like warm up routine? Do you warm up? I think it, so. I get that question for like all the time, and uh, a lot of the bands that I've toured with, a lot of my friends, a lot of my peers, uh, they fucking hate me because like my warm up is smoking cigarettes and you know drinking Jameson. Like, yeah. That's I'm on it. the list now. <laughs> <laughs> I like I don't know. I I feel like I do the most. <laughs> <laughs> I have like amazing friends that warm up for an hour. You know, um, mm -hmm. they warm up um, for an hour. I felt like, you know, there's time where I do like I'd have my warm up stuff, and but I, my voice would crack. Mm -hmm. And like when I don't warm up, my voice wouldn't crack. And, I, and maybe that's a mental thing. You know, I don't, I don't know. But ever since then, like I just before I I go on stage, what I do is I reach the highest note that I have to sing. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll go from low to that highest note that I have to sing, once or twice, and then. Um, I do a couple like couple quick stretches and then like off to the races. But I feel like the army had a lot to do with that. Like, cause when you're in the army, like you run and you sing cadence, right? Like, mm. and you're constantly opening up your, your breathing and your lungs. Um, but yeah, that's like my warm up. Like, I don't know. Like everyone's like, dude, like I feel like it's almost every tour. I get a fellow singer. <laughs> that's like, God damn it. What yeah. the fuck? I'm out here like warming up for an hour and like, uh, there's a band that we just got done playing with Millie Manders in the shut up and um, I love hearing her warm up because she does like a solid warm up early in the day and her voice is so angelic uh, I forget we were playing like Bournemouth England or something I, I might be wrong on the city but I was in uh, my green room and she was like her voice is so rad she was like putting me to sleep and she's so dedicated like every day doing it I was like I feel like I'm not that dedicated to like warm up every day you know like nah, I'm, I'll warm up right before I play and and go for it. I don't suggest that, obviously, if you're a singer, because I know we have fellow musicians here or aspiring. Mm -hmm. Like, look, find out what works for you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone is so different, like, in a million different ways, and what works for them won't necessarily work for you. Mm -hmm. um, find out what works for you. You know, uh, protect your voice. I do a quick warm down after the, the set. Like, I'll do a couple, like, you know, and a couple small, but like, like a couple minutes, you know what I mean? Just to warm down. Um, but yeah, everyone's so different. Like, what about you? Like, what was your? Oh, dude, I have, I have a pretty routine, routine right? Yeah, yeah. 
Min- minimum half hour for me. Yeah. Minimum. But I try to do at least 45. I start, I start and I give myself an hour, but I don't, I'm not singing the whole time. Yeah. That's just like the beginning of like, starting to like literally a joke is like, you know, it's like do the most, like I'll stretch my body depending yeah. on what kind of tour it is. I'll, you know, I'll jog or I'll jump rope or I'll do something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's what keeps me. I, yeah, if I don't do it, I, I'll, I'll then, then my voice will crack if I don't do it. So, yeah. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to protect your voice and to do certain things, but it, it is what works for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, again, if there's singers out there, there's probably a couple singers out there that can fucking sing a million times better than me. They're like, you're an idiot for not warming up. I, I get it. I get it. But okay. if you're able to, if you're able to do what you're doing, then yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, with Zebrahead, it's so weird too. Cause like Zebrahead, it like, I didn't realize it until I joined how dynamic vocally that band could is, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it does it all. Like yeah. there's screams, there's falsettos, there's, there's highs, there's lows, mm-hmm. there's growls. There's like a whole shit show of vocal like techniques yeah. that you, that you end up using throughout the set. And it's like, holy crap. Like, okay, how do I prepare for this? And like, for me, it's just like, well, I was lucky that coming from a stream survive where I did scream and I did falsetto mm-hmm. and I did those things. Like it made the transition easier, yeah. you know, like with, with playing guitar with mess where I was just doing backups, I was just doing backups. It was just that, like that for the most part, the one technique, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, right. which is awesome. Cause like when I sing to records, I, I do the harmonies. Same. Do you? Yeah. It's like I love it. Or I do my or I do my own melody. Yeah. Over it. Or a different melody, right? Yeah. 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 I'm just strictly ad libs. Just ad libs. <laughs> but like that's I love I I love that's why I loved playing with Mess so much because I love backups and I love mm-hmm. harmonies and like gonna do those harmonies that I grew up loving, you know, it's like it's cool. So yeah, when I sing yeah, records so at cool. home, it's like I sing harmonies and all the backups or my own little melodies always. Yeah. But did you did you ever uh, did you ever add your own to like especially the mess stuff like your own harmonies or coming, um, coming in on vocal parts that maybe aren't on the record but you're yeah like, I can I can yeah. beef the people I feel like it. you know Tony is a really good singer too like and he sounds I, I, he sounds so perfect live like mm-hmm. to the album and um, there's a lot of like you know in albums like there's a lot of harmonies that you you don't do live right. you know that maybe there's when you're in the studio, I don't know. If, okay, so for any viewers or listeners like that that don't really know how things work, you know, because there are and, and no one knows everything. But mm-hmm. uh, when you're recording a record, um, as a vocalist, you throw tons of harmonies there, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes you don't even hear. Like if you were to isolate just the vocals, you would hear layers. You hear a double of the main, whatever the main melody is. You double that up, then you may have a low um, octave or a low harmony high octave, high harmonies. So there's a ton of layers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, with Mess, there was the, the 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 harmonies that were like really bumped up in the mix on the albums. Mm-hmm. And then there was the really cool ones that you don't really yeah. hear as much. Yeah. But like me being me, I'll fucking always single those out. I'm like, yeah, that is so sick. Like yeah. that is such a cool fucking run in within the harmony because it doesn't just step up with the vocal. It does a couple extra notes in there. Mm-hmm. So I would do that with Mess, you know, mm-hmm. like do those extra ones. And I remember Tony was like, dude, I've never heard those live before. Like that's sick. <laughs> like, cool. Thank God. <clears throat> Thank God he doesn't hate it and totally don't fucking do that. Like, <laughs> But then you're gonna be like, they're on there. Yeah, yeah, they're fucking in there, man. Yeah, they've been there the whole time. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, suck it for harmonies, dude. Man, I feel like I feel like that. You talking about that makes me. I feel like I feel like that would be like if I got to do, be like the rhythm guitar player of MXPX now. 
Yeah. I love those guys too. too. Like that's a net, like, I don't fangirl. I, I mean, I did. Okay. So as soon as you survive, um, we're in Charleston, uh, Seattle, Charleston, Washington. Was it, uh, Charleston. Uh, is it Charleston? North Carolina. <laughs> no, not North Carolina. Fuck. What's the city in um, Seattle? Uh, there's a well. Starts with the Charles. Yeah, it, it's where. Okay, so Mike Herrera from MXPX is from there. And oh, Bremerton. 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 Charleston. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? I think the spliff hit me, man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we're in Washington. So we're playing a show at, at one of the theaters there. It was a really cool spot. I can't remember the name, so I'm not. Oh, the Charleston Theater. Okay. In Bremerton, See, Washington. Not... I wasn't yeah. that far See? off, man. <laughs> um, so we had a show there, and our manager at the time, Ryan Seaman, he's like, "Hey, man, like Mike Herrera from Angus Pants wants you on the Mike Herrera hour on his podcast." I was like, "Fucking no way, dude!" Like, so sick, cause, dude. Same thing. Doing harmonies on like slowly going the way of the buffalo. Mm. There's so many good harmonies on that dude. fucking and so many great songs on that, right? That whole like, freaking, oh, that whole, that whole, that whole yeah. album is fucking incredible. Life in general, but or... yeah, I remember we were all freaking out and like we we're like our bass player Joe, we we're like Joe, leave the weed behind in the van because like <laughs> you know Mike doesn't smoke, it's a Christian band, you know. We get there, Mike's just super sweet, and it, it's his like studio. Like mm-hmm. he's got a fucking sick ass spot with like beds where bands can record and oh, stay. Cool. It's super sweet setup. And we're doing the Mike Rare podcast, and he was just, yeah, he was like, just so welcoming as a host. And I was like, oh my god, dude, this is Mike. Like, and it was cool because on that podcast, like, we barely touched on music. I think we talked a little bit about like the hometown local scene, um, but we just talked about life. And it was just just a really cool podcast, and just Mike being Mike, and he's become a really good friend. Like, yeah, such a good band, dude. That's a good band to fucking. I used to play them in my mom's living room too. Dude, and do like the that, backups, dude. that was like my so like my 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 like my introduction to get me into like caring about like punk and stuff was like Green Day. Yeah, but then like right after that it was MXPX. Yeah, and so like you know Warp Tour and just other you know just having opportunities to like to go to shows a lot and you know I got to meet a bunch of people. Yeah, and like even uh, our our old guitar player Christian. Even for him, like he like he had to say something because my first time seeing MXPX in the wild, just seeing Mike, Tom, Yuri walking in, uh, they're in and out of Warp Tour. I like I saw him and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna go say hi to him. And I just completely turned into like a 15 year old, and I was just like, you freaked out. I, <laughs> I probably did like the all the cardinal sins. I was probably like, my name's Mike too, and I sing uh, like you, or I sing because of you. Um, <laughs> Like it was just. But that's like, what you do when you meet your idols like that, dude. dude. I did that to Tony. Oh man! But, but my, they were nice. They were. Oh, they were so nice. Like, they were so nice. And they are. They are just like that. My like, guitar players, Christian was giving me so much shit. He's like, "What the fuck was that?" Dude? <laughs> I was like, oh. uh, "That's how I felt when I watched you talk to Ephraim." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What are you? What, what are you talking about?" Fucking <laughs> Ephraim, dude. Shout out to Ephraim. What's up, buddy? That's a dream. Well, I mean, that's a that's a Ephraim too. It's like I got to see him a lot. Yeah, and and it's just like being Hispanic. Yeah, you know, yeah, I get it. Someone yeah. fucking killing it. So it's just like Riverside yeah. remembers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I feel like, like that's important for like the Latin community, like for Latinos, right? Like, yeah. there's because I feel like if you look at Latin music, you have like okay, you have you have well, kind of like what I was raised on. You have like a mana, if you can count that as rock, which I mean it is, yeah, right? Like it's rock. Yeah. Uh, Tercio pelado, so the stereo. Um, 
Cafe Tacuba. Like you have all these bands like growing up as a kid, like, mm -hmm. right? Like, but then there's not a lot of like later on, like American Hispanic bands. Th there are, right? But like mm -hmm. there are certain ones that like certain artists like that you're like, holy shit, he's holding it down for us. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's like a, oh, a big thing. Like they're, you know, because you, you, you feel like that, that Latin bond. Yeah. Like, we, I mean, it's not, it sounds like really cliche saying now, but it's like, oh, the representation. Like, yeah. hundred percent. You don't see, you know. Like a lot of Hispanic, like being out, uh, growing up here, I got to see Voodoo Los Calls and they yeah. were all Hispanic. So I was just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, had a tight bond, like growing up, just admiring those guys. But yeah, there w I mean, there wasn't many. Yeah. So. I mean, now, now there is, right? Like now it's cool how that, and it's a thing. And, you know, it's crazy how, like, there are Latin artists. Like, I don't want to say the name, it's a two word name, but it's just killing it. Uh, it's a different genre of course but like it, it's good to see that it's good yeah. to see that worldwide because i think that music is an international language like 100 yeah. is it's it is a language mm -hmm. you know that's why you can go to japan and they know every freaking lyric they might not be able to talk to you <laughs> but they'll sing but the they'll song. sing every fucking lyric yeah. you know and and that's anywhere in the world you can go and like i think that's such a beautiful thing and i think that's why you know music is so emotional especially like when we're writing right like when we're writing it's coming from a place from emotion you know and like it was like you write for yourself right i mean i've written songs for like what i thought fans would want you know what i mean and they weren't as meaningful by far than the ones that i wrote for myself that connect to people yeah. because it's real and i think that's the cool beautiful thing about music is like when you write something that connects with everyone you know there's songs there's songs that like literally fuck me up when i listen to them yeah. that i'm like it just gets me. I could have the yeah. best day in the world and it just puts me in an emotional spot because yeah. that's the power of music, you know? Then there's like records. I remember the first time I heard Enema of the State, like I'll never forget it. Like the first two singles came out and my mom came to Dominican Republic on vacation, brought me that album because I asked her for it. And at the time, like growing up in DR, like we were friends with the owner of this hotel. And so there's the, the, the club at the hotel. The DJ was like, bro, you can sit here in the DJ booth, put on the headphones and play the CD. Hear that? And I had it cranked, and I was like, I remember I got goosebumps, and just this emotion. I was like, Holy fuck, dude! Like, I never heard a band really like that up until that point, you know. Like, and I think that's the cool thing. It's like, so when you do see people like that, like you know, that makes people walking through Warped Tour, and like you go up there and you kind of like lose it. Like that's. That's a great response to you. Yeah. And I think when it happens to me now, like on, on the other end of things, you know, when people come up to me, like I, I guess like I appreciate it so much because mm -hmm. I'm like, holy shit, like someone cares that much mm -hmm. to be that nervous. And I was telling them, like, hey, it's just me. Like, it, it's, it's cool, man. Like, don't, like, it's just me. And, uh, but yeah, you know, being that kid going up to someone be like, oh my God. And like, feeling like you're like, oh fuck, I just totally the fuck that up. Like, yeah. man, you know, but, but on the opposite end of that, it's like, I totally get it. And I, I think that's, it, you know, it's a form of, um, you appreciate that. Like that someone gives a fuck that much to, yeah. to, to word salad when they talk. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, cool. Like, I hope I don't let you down. Uh, it, it, with, it's with bands like that. And like, uh, you know, I, I, I like movies and stuff and like TV shows and stuff. And so like, I feel like we're getting at that. We're getting at least, I don't want to speak for us, but like we're getting to that point where like a lot of not a lot, but celebrities or movie stars in, in our era are starting to pass. Yeah, you know, like Star Wars. Yeah, people are starting to pass now, and like, but it's like we spend so much time with those people. Yeah, like watching their shows, and like with with me with bands, like 
when uh when when tony sly passed away yeah that was i was just like man that hurt like and it's because i've that dude was i I, i've listened to noise for name he was uncle sly years dude yeah uncle sly and so yeah but to have like a to have like that deep connection with bands like that i just i still feel like i could have handled it so much better though (laughs) But I, was, it, I was a grown too ass. Late now. Uh, it also Mike. proves that you're I don't like. I remember this interaction, but we should follow up on this. By the way, dude, dude, I would, I would love to see this happen. Oh my God. <laughs> I just want to be in the room. <laughs> it, it's like one of those things where it's like it, it, that would be that would be so crazy and rad. I don't, I don't, I would do it. I, I, obviously, I would do an RV, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could. I don't want to. I'll just stand behind you and give you prompts so you know what you're saying. <laughs> talk. <laughs> fucking talk, Mike. Now. Now. Now's uh, a good time to respond, Mike. If I pinch you once, just nod. <laughs> Wait, dude, so... I just reach over and close his jaw for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you you grew up in the Dominican. Yeah. How, how, did, music, how did you get into... Well... Like, or, or I guess, what was your upbringing? Like, uh, okay, so army brat. My dad's Dominican. My mom's German and uh, spent most of his military career station in Germany. But like I've always, ever since I, I have two main kid memories. Mm. Like I feel like I can mm. see my crib. And I remember growing up in Maryland, I remember my room and I remember my closet door. And I remember my closet door being open and there was a guitar and there was model helicopters. There was like a, a, not a, a Cobra helicopter and then a Huey helicopter. Like I grew up loving air, like I'm a huge airplane, helicopter, aviation nerd besides music, like super yeah, I'm a nerd when it comes to that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But growing up as a kid, um, in my house, it was always like my dad being Dominican, it was always salsa, merengue, bachata, Carlos Santana, you know, and my mom being German. It was always like classical music and rock, like, you know, in like 80s, you know, I was growing up in the 80s. And, and um, my mom, I get a lot of my personality from my mom, like 100%, like shout out to my mom. She's mm-hmm. incredible. But yeah, always around music. Sundays at my house, it was always like classical music and my mom would cook all day. Like that was mm-hmm. the thing. And then I joined band um, when I got to middle school. So I was kind of like, oh, okay, so before that, I think uh, I was still in Maryland. My parents got me a drum set for Christmas and that lasted about 38 hours because I woke <laughs> up the next day at like, my mom says like seven in the morning, I was just fucking banging on the drums. So my drum set disappeared and I ended up with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, still love you, mom. Um, but yeah, so I ended up in middle school, you know, joined band uh, in, and it was American, it was an army base. So it was American school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I joined band and um, didn't know what I wanted to play. I tried like everything, dude, like trumpet, had, didn't connect with it. Trombone, nah, sax, nah. A little bit of everything, like, yeah, nothing like clicked. And uh, my music teacher at the time, Mrs. Chapin, I'll never forget it because she was like instrumental, no pun intended, to mm-hmm. music for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I never like, you know, it was a week on trumpet, nah, week on trombone. So getting through it, like she would let me come on recess uh, on lunch. Like I could go over to the band room and like play the drums, bang on the drums, try to figure that out. Um, she would allow me to try any instrument and i remember going through the the music room and like the, the instrument room and there's this big ass case it's like what the fuck is that she's like oh that's a bass clarinet it's like what the fuck's a bass clarinet yeah so yeah, try it out so i remember opening it up and i was like this thing looks fucking cool it's got parts man <laughs> Tons of parts. and it's bigger than i am because yeah. by the way up until i was 18 i was probably like five three 
I think mm. I was I was pretty short, like for, for my age at the time. And the bass clarinet was like about the size of me. Yeah. You know? And dude, from the moment I picked it up and I when I got the reed, like my tongue position on the reed right, and I got that fucking first note, it was just so buttery, smooth. I was like, dude, this is my shit. This is sick. This is it. Cool. So little skinny Adrian with the fucking biggest instrument there was possible inside <laughs> the bass like the bass sax or, you know. Um, but fell in love with it. And um it's weird. I just had this conversation a couple of days ago about not being able to read music because mm. I was in band mm -hmm. and I just, I don't know. This is like, it's a form of, I can't read music, but like if I see it, I know. And musically, like I just I fucking know. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was weird. Like mm -hmm. I just never. And I remember she caught me once. She's like, Adrian, I've been teaching you guys how to fucking read music. Can you, can you read this? I'm like, no. no. She's like, but you can play it. Right. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Like, and that first year in sixth grade, I went to intermediate band and then to a concert band. And then seventh grade went to advanced band, uh, marching jazz concert band. And they'd choir that year too. But yeah, so music just started happening, you know, and I started connecting and then, you know, middle school fucking smash dookie comes out. And I was like, this is so sick. I was like, fuck yeah. All right, cool. I'm punk rock now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, this is it. And, um, and then for eighth grade, my parents got divorced. So I moved to Dominican Republic with my dad. My mom stayed in Germany. She was actually supposed to come with us, but, uh, uh, yeah, that didn't work out. And I'm kind of glad it didn't for a million reasons, but, uh, Dominican Republic. Yeah. Had, you know, my electric guitar and started little fucking punk rock band out there. And at the time it was the only punk rock band there was. And, um, I was in a cover band. Erradura, shout out Erradura. And um, we played a bunch of Hispanic stuff. So Estéreo, Mana, uh, Eros de Silencio, uh, and a bunch of American, like US rock and stuff. And I was playing bass at the time. And it was crazy because, like, I'd be out, like, being like 16, 17, I'd be out playing shows till like four in the morning. Wild. And then in Dominican Republic, when you go to school, you don't change classrooms, your teachers do. So you're in the same classroom fucking all day. So I'd show up to class, put my backpack, I'm like, knock out. <laughs> <laughs> and then my friends would be like, Adrian, escuela se terminó, vaya para la casa. All right, dude, fucking backpack on, walk, you know, walk home. <laughs> or when my buddies that rode motorcycles would like pick me up, like, let's go. And um, yeah, so I was always playing music. And um, from there, it was just self-taught, you know? Like, I don't know, it just music kind of always clicked for me. And um within all that like so my my parents got divorced my mom stayed home my dad um dominicans drink pretty good you know drink pretty good and a he's a veteran uh, that drinks pretty good and then he's dealing with heartbreak and dating again you know trying to mm -hmm. see where he fits in being older mm -hmm. you know um he became really abusive like really violent and mm -hmm. abusive and um I've told this story before. Actually, on Warped Tour was the first time I ever talked about like my childhood, mm. about the abuse. And uh, yeah, my dad used to pull his gun on me. Um, actually, once over a guitar that I left at my buddy's house. It was raining. And like, yeah, he pulled his gun out on me right in the fucking face. And yeah, so it was pretty, it was a pretty gnarly. I talk about that in that one podcast. Don't want to get too deep in that. Mm -hmm. um, but pretty rough childhood. Uh, ended up running away from home. And uh, I joined the army from Puerto Rico and did the army thing, you know. And even in the army, I was playing music. You know, uh, I had a band called uh, when I was in training called a band called Chapter uh, Chapter Thirteen. And it was like when you get in trouble, 
Yeah. Awesome. And uh, <laughs> that was cool. And then when I got when I moved to Hawaii, I was in a band. Um, well, I wanted to be in a band, so I was looking through the newspaper at the time. It was a newspaper, right? Like, mm. look at the fucking ads. And there was this this post uh, looking for a pop punk uh, singer for a pop punk band. And I was like, oh, cool. So I meet up with these dudes, and they're from Southern California. And it was two brothers. And uh, were they also military? Is that- no, no, they were just out in Hawaii, fucking living life, dude. Just okay, like, I think they're they're valets, and they had the sickest house overlooking Pearl Harbor, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was so rad. Like the house was insane, dude. But yeah, they were just valet drivers dude. that loved to wakeboard. They were just awesome, mm-hmm. super awesome. And um, yeah, so like singer of this band, and we're looking for a drummer. Looking for a drummer, can't find a fucking drummer. So I'm like, dude, I'm gonna buy a drum set. And then we'll find a singer. Yeah. So I go to the music store, buy this pearl green, like sparkle emerald green, Trey Cool style looking drum yes. set. Cause like, yeah, if I'm gonna buy a kit, it's gonna fucking look like Green Days. Buy the kit. So I'm drumming, drumming. Can't find a fucking singer for the life of us. Find this dude named Corey. That's an amazing drummer. Mm-hmm. I was like, All right, I'm gonna go sing. So I started singing for this band, and we started like, dude, like, and I'm in the army still at this time. So like, any spare time I had, I was like doing this and we started playing shows and shows got to open up for some 41 which have a crazy story about that like that's how i like they have a crazy story about that uh actually fuck it i'm gonna go into that so we opened up for some 41 yeah just do it (laughs) we opened up for some 41 at pipeline cafe in hawaii and fucking rad uh the album chuck just came out uh great record and the way the venue was like the green room so if you're on stage and you're facing the crowd. The crowd's out this way. There's a staircase that goes up and then the green room is up here, like the VIP mm-hmm. room. And um, the show was awesome. We slayed it. Uh, it was great. Uh, our band at that point was like creating a lot of traction. And um, at the end of the night, me, Cone, and Dave Brownsown, like we're walking. They were super nice, by the way. It was super, super nice. But we're walking down the steps and it was all, dude, it was summertime. So it was raining sweat from the ceiling. You know yeah. what I mean? You, yeah. you know those kind of fucking shows, right? Yeah. Dude, we slipped down the whole flight of stairs. We, we, we all you guys did? Yeah, yeah. And we all caught each other. <laughs> and we're like, whoa, whoa. So fast forward many years later, um, Warped Tour, um, I think we were playing Detroit, and I see Dave on the side of the stage watching the Sooners Five play, and I was like, oh, fuck. He's like, what's up, dude? And then after the set, he's like, fuck, dude, you're a busy boy, dude. Like, and we reconnected, and, and like we always talk yeah. about that time. And, and I love the Sum 41 camp. They're the biggest sweethearts. Uh, we get to play with them in Japan at Punk's Ring in March, so I'm stoked. And stoked to see all those guys. So, But yeah, so where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah, so we play, we, you know, we started playing with Sum 41. We got to play with Three Years Down. Fucking hated those guys. They were dicks. Um, <laughs> They might have had a bad night, and this was a long time ago. So, yeah. from what I've heard from a lot of people, they're total sweethearts. So, sorry you guys had like, a bad night. From what I hear from other people, they're just total dicks. That, that's, yeah, that's no, how I feel but, about it. But you can have a bad night. You know what I mean? It's just like I think what, I was young and excited, so I took really big offense of it. Yeah, which is yeah. dumb. You know, that's that's should never like you just don't know what someone's going through. Yeah, so. we we yeah we've been there. We've that's been how, there. I, 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 that's how I feel about all American rejects. They big dicked me really, and I was like, mm, all right. Cool. Yeah, mine, Thanks, guys. Mine is, uh, I can't remember the name now. Oh, uh, Sugar Colt. Sugar Colt. Sugar Colt. <laughs> my, my ultimate one is, I'll never forget, is fucking Hulk Hogan, dude. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. my da- I've so, heard that, hell, though. Hell I've... no, brother. <laughs> dude, I was still in Germany with my dad, and we were going for summer, because uh, over the summer, uh, when my dad was still in the Army, we'd go to Dominican Republic for the summer. Mm. And it was just me and my dad going, 
And um, we're at Frankfurt International Airport, and there's Hulk Hogan. I'm like, the fucking Hulk. And my dad's like, let's go meet him. I was like, fuck yeah. And I'm little, dude. Like, I, I think I was like nine or 10 or something like that. And I just remember going up to him, and he was a, I'll never get it. He was a fucking asshole. Like a Damn. dick. And ever since then, yeah, dude, fuck Hulk with me. <laughs> it's all about Tatanka. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I've always been playing, you know, and, and, Ended up getting out of the army, moved to California with that band, No Bare Feet. And uh, we, you know, we were playing a bunch of big shit, like doing really, really well. And um, played the Triple Crown Vans Warp Tour in Hawaii. So flew back home for that and doing really, really well. The band ended up, uh, when when I moved, we were recording with Cameron Webb, um, which Cameron Webb's incredible, Social D, like the list of his accomplished motorhead, like he's insane. Mm -hmm. um, so we're in the studio recording the first No Bare Feet uh, album and Zebrahead is in the studio recording their album um, with Maddie. Uh, that's his first record with the band at that time. Right. So it was pretty crazy, like full circle coming mm -hmm. back to it. Like, I think we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but always, always doing music. So ever since I was little, it's like kind of like all I know. Dude, I love that. <clears throat> and, and so cool. Like, um, uh, Dominican. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you get to go to like, I guess, I guess how I imagine it, you, you were, you were on base a lot, but you get to explore, right? You get to like, when you're in Germany or in, oh, in Dominican. Oh, in Dominican. So, so my dad was stationed when we were in Germany. Oh, okay. So in Dominican, he was like a civilian at that point. Oh, so God. Okay. Yeah, yeah. DR is amazing, bro. Dude. I love the DR. Wait, so, uh, did you get to, so were you going to shows and playing shows there? Or in the you... DR. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. I think we, and our band one of our band names was like punkin head <laughs> makes no sense dude like right like at all like no, in america you do not though. have a band called punkin head punkin head i mean yeah, it totally in, in dominican republic <laughs> it's the raddest name there is yeah like uh, it was fun man like yeah we just like play all these cool shows and it like yeah it was the quintessential you know try to mohawk my hair had the, the button-up white tee with a tie and freaking dicky shorts and long socks and <laughs> You know, my Ibanez guitar that's probably out of tune every fucking show, every song, and oh, yeah. getting it done, you know, with the freaking DS1 Boss Distortion pedal. Dude, the days. A crate amp. Yeah. You know, or actually, wasn't even crate. Was it Gorilla? Do you guys remember those little Gorilla amps? Mm -mm. It had like a, like a, like a little Gorilla um, logo. Oh, I know, you're, I know what you're talking like, about. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like they're indestructible, but like, yeah, that was, that was and I'm pretty sure I was playing <laughs> guitar out of a bass amp, but you know, that's fine. We got her done. Yeah. Like super <laughs> thick tones, bro. Dude, our, our, uh, our PA was like our, our bassist is old, uh, uh, bass amp. Bass amp. Hey dude. Yeah. Pump vocals through that shit. Dude, whatever will work. You know, what about you guys? Like <clears throat> music wise? Cause like, uh, like, I don't know if you know this, like, so assuming he's gotten to play with no bragging, mm -hmm. you know, and like a big fan. Which I thought that was like you're the hometown heroes, you know, like like our band like looked up to you guys so so much, and we're like, I remember that moment. And I was like, I actually, a flyer just popped up from that show, from the first show, first from the first time. I think we played in like Apple Valley. Oh, was it uh, Apple Valley that we played? Probably, probably. I'm pretty sure I just saw a flyer pop up in Dude. one of my fucking memories, and I was like, oh fuck, I forgot that we <laughs> did that. Um, did we also play with Strung Out together? And I feel the like vibe. I feel like we played somewhere with Strung Out, maybe, or Palm Springs or something. We, I don't know. I got to look at that. But, mm -hmm. like, 
I do know, I just saw the No Bragging Rights of Seeing Survive fucking poster the other day, and I was like, oh shit, that's tight. The the big one, I, the one I remember was the House of Blues. House of Blues, yeah. That was fucking fun. That was crazy. That was technically that was cool. a sold out crowd, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was free tickets. Yeah, uh, but, and, but, but it still counts. counts. But it still but counts. It still counts. <laughs> it was literally <clears throat> fucking sold out. Like you couldn't even pack, I don't think you could have packed any more people in there. And that's because like, we had just done the local Warp Tour, right? Like, mm. um, that was a fun fucking show. Yeah. That was a great fucking show. And you guys slayed it that night. I remember specifically, like, Phil, uh, my, our old guitarist, and he's a massive No Breaking Rights fan as well. Oh, Phil was like, dude, just loving, like, side stage, just living it. <laughs> you know, I was like, dude, hell yeah. I love seeing people, like, when you see your your bands, like, mm -hmm. that you love, or your homies just killing it. Just like, that's a fucking cool moment, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know how you feel, like, how you guys feel about it, but, like, you know, there's always going to be haters that are your homies that are in the same industry that are haters. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Like we're all doing the same thing, yeah. like, but like, and people would always say like with assuming, Oh, they got lucky. They got lucky, bro. Do you know how fucking hard assuming survive hustled when we first started? We were playing four days a week, sometimes two shows a night to build the fan base. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, let's, you know, the, the, the business like fucking yeah. sell out the, sell out this venue. And then, okay, you sold out that venue. Let's try for a bigger one. Let's see mm -hmm. what we do. Mm -hmm. Dude, we hustled so hard. We sold so many tickets. It got to, and it was still to the point, like work ethic wise, right? Like, assuming mm -hmm. I didn't have to sell tickets to the glass house right. at all, I would mm -hmm. still go grab 200 tickets yeah. and be like, yo, if anybody needs tickets, I'll drive them out to you. Let's, yes. Or you guys can meet here. We'll meet up here. We'll get some burgers at In N Out, whatever. Like, let's make it happen. Let's go get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause like, but like, yeah, like I don't understand why people hate. It's like, dude, if you're hating, you're probably not working as hard. Right. Like, yeah. it's I mean, not getting, it's not giving, getting handed. <clears throat> like, you got there and get it. Like, yeah, I, I think for one of the things I felt like for No Bragging Rights to be like whatever little success we had, especially when we were kind of just starting out too, was I felt like there was always this weird competition within like, you know, even schools, like bands, yeah. like all oh, that that these guys go to like, I'm talking about Riverside. Yeah. Oh, they're from Las Vegas high. Or these guys go to Nord Vista, like all the local schools. And I was like, that's so fucking nerdy. It's so dumb. Dude. It's weird. That's like nerdy shit to me. I was yeah. just like, you guys, you guys have that much school pride. I was like, I thought we were all like into punk. Yeah. yeah. What's like, this about? Yeah. And so I don't know. I felt like for us, it was just a thing where like, I remember we, we made conscious decision. Like it was a conscious thing where we were like, we need to go, to other band we need to support yeah. other bands that we think you know are cool or that or we you know like let's let's go check it out i remember we we would do that and it became like a thing and then oh weird all now now they're coming supporting us yep. and now their friends are coming supporting us you know and i remember that seemed like such an easy thing that i didn't feel it felt i remember because other bands would tell us like hey dude like it, it's it's crazy it's crazy you guys came to see us yeah because like we didn't know them you know yeah. and we're like yeah well you guys are a sick punk man. Like I don't know, we want to come hang. You know, so I don't know. I feel like that that kind of helped us. And then also the same way, like we liked we liked selling tickets. Yeah. And we made a pyramid. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> you did what? I, we we did like a. <laughs> I I need to get I need to get our bass player our old bass player on here. He, he's now uh, he's always been good with numbers, but like Ryan. Ryan. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, uh, Ryan. We we've had two Ryans on bass. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, before before Ryan Whirl, we had uh, Ryan Sievers, okay. and um, but like he, it was like one of those things where like we basically were like, do we want to make money or do we want do we want a pack show? Yeah, and like we want a pack show. We don't give a fuck about money. So well, that equates to money later on, like yeah, you know, like in a sense. And yeah, but we we had it so it was like 
you know, the, the show, the ticket is, is, uh. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It says like, it says like, I don't know, whatever, like six bucks, but. We can sell them for four dollars yeah. we want and then keep the two dollars. Like that was like that was like the you know, incentive. So then we would just work it out that like we tell our friends, Hey, if you want to get on the show for free, then you just need to sell these many tickets. That's so fucking smart. Yeah. Fucking genius. Dude, we, we did that shit for years and like <laughs> if I could turn back time. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking awesome. Like, uh, and so we and, and so like, you know, and then we had like we knew, you know, we, obviously we like Yep. you know high school and shit so like no one has money so you just tell our friends like yeah if you want to get in the show for free go hustle just go hustle get get yeah, it's the no bragging rights empire dude <laughs> <laughs> i wish i'd have thought of that I'd never uh, thought i know that that is pretty fucking genius i never thought about that yeah. you know? we, had, we had to be we had to be creative because like those early years but that's the goal right like and for any upcoming you know whether it's solo acoustic or band Dude, just be creative on how you hustle yeah. and hustle. Like I always tell people, like they're like, dude, I'm starting a band or I'm doing this. What do I do? I'm like, it's the same advice that I always give everyone. It's like, be humble, be hungry. Yeah. Like, be humble, but be fucking hungry. And hu being hungry or humble, does, being humble doesn't mean that you have to take shit. Right. Like you shouldn't take shit. Hmm. But, you know, be hungry as fuck. Like go out there and get it. Like, nothing's gonna get handed to you. And if it does, man, fucking awesome like panic at the disco i remember i had such a grudge against them because like they didn't play a show before they got signed dude yeah they were signed I'm like god damn it i'm out here fucking sweating balls <laughs> fuck, panic god i love panic at the disco mm. so it is what it is but like that shit doesn't really happen yeah that's that's like such a rare such a rare yeah. case mm -hmm. but go out there and handle it like you know go out there and get it whatever it is you want to do it doesn't that, that, that applies to life right like yeah so Dude, we used to, on tour, we used to hit up the malls and talk to everyone we could, let them know we were in town. Um, we, we didn't, the, we, we had to stop hitting up high schools cause it's just, it's just weird. Yeah. Like, why, but, uh, why are these creepy dudes at the school right now? Yeah, man? Like, and what are they giving our children? Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's one of those Don't things. Worry, mom, it's not drugs. It's a CD. Standing at the gate by the playground. <laughs> yeah. Listen to my band. Yeah. That one we kind of were like. We get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We understand. So then, we, yeah, we, we kind of just kept it at malls or skate shops or. Dude, I think you yeah. guys is like weird hot topic hustle was like a, was such a good. What the fuck move. you do a hot topic? So, I mean, I'm sure it's different now, but we made it a point to like, we hit, we, we'd get into town and then we, you know, especially if we're new, we don't know the place, but we know, okay, well at least there's like, that's the alternative scene. So we'd go there, we'd call them and we'd ask them if we could either, uh, play an acoustic set 
oh, for free, you know. And then most places were were actually pretty cool about that. Like we actually we had a tour basically fall through and we we're stuck in like the Midwest somewhere. So then we just hit up every hot topic we could and we we survived until our next tour basically. That's awesome. You just routed through hot topics like Yeah, dude, for reals. And so we and then while we're doing that, you know, so then once we get the okay, or even if we didn't, once we got if we got the okay, then it was so much easier to walk around the mall and be like, hey, we're banned from Southern California. Playing, playing, uh, it's gonna be Kuzak, but it'll be come come That's hang so out. Cool, you know. And look at that. So if you're if you're trying to do this, like that is like perfect example. Like holy dude, that is rad. Yeah, we're, shit, we were those guys in the mall. And like, I don't know, I don't know, I, I know that this is your podcast and stuff, but have you do have you talked much about like no bragging? Like, and you guys had, because you guys got in a hard fucking position, and I feel like anyone that knew you guys or that was a fan of your band, fuck, dude. I remember, you know, Phil again. Uh, like, our hearts broke for you guys. Like the accident, right? Mm. Um, there's a lot that went through and that's, that's the thing again, like so many people don't get it. Like your livelihood is that, that van that breaks down constantly that gets you from point A to point B so you can do what you love to maybe hopefully, cause like assuming didn't make fucking, we made money on Warped Tour that like, as soon as we got home from Warped Tour, paying everybody out, right. we made no money, right? Like <laughs> nothing. Like, literally like yeah. we'd make 60, $70,000 and then pay everything out mm. and you get 500 bucks and you've been gone for three months yeah. and you know what I mean? Like people don't understand, but that's, you fucking work through it. It's harder when you become a dad, you know, yeah. and, and God bless our, like our old bass player, Joe, man. He like, he, he stuck it through as long as he could with two little girls and third on the way. I was like, dude, props, bro. Like yeah. it's so hard, but like, I just remember like getting the news. Are they okay? Is everybody okay? And like, but like, what that does like but that's the like i would say it's the numbers game right like when you're on tour it's a matter of time yeah. like because messed we wrecked in north dakota yeah, sure. and um yeah we like hit not black eyes we hit like an inch thick layer of ice and i was in the passenger seat um the van went left went right straightened and then i just i'll never forget the way it felt the trailer just went whoosh the chair yeah. whoosh jackknife. and we jackknife went off the side of the mountain mm. and somebody was looking up for us because as soon as we got to the up on the mountain had the trailer stayed connected we would have flipped mm. um the trailer unhooked van slid but where the van slid probably like 15 10 to 15 feet in front of us was a fucking ravine with a rushing river oh. and i remember getting out and i was like fuck but nothing happened to anything yeah. you know what i mean so it was different but when the van is your livelihood to make this shit happen and and that yeah. that gets fucked it's like dude i i remember i remember that day i was like fuck that that's the worst possible scenario. Uh, it's crazy you said because like for me, same thing. Like we we wouldn't find if we didn't have a trailer. Yeah. Or if our own trailer, like when people, we the only reason why we even flipped was because our own trailer hit us. Yeah. <laughs> our own jackknife hit us, and we like just all, all I remember is just we just it just felt like forever. We just slid like once we were, once we were like settled on the side. We just also I was driving holding steering, steering wheel, and I was just like. Don't get sucked out the window. Yeah, that's all. That's all I could think about. But yeah, I mean, we we, we you know we'll bring bring up NBR stuff, and it was it was a uh, you know looking back on it now, I feel like that was that was like initially the, that was the hit that yeah. was you know because that's how we that's how we got around you know and then at that but at that point it was just like the per it was like the perfect storm of things because like we just we had we needed a break. 
Because yeah. we had up, up until that point. You guys were out. Always out. <laughs> Always gone. Like Always the gone. grind. grind. Yeah. I feel like bands don't... Is that like a f- different thing? I think it's different now. Dude, it's so weird. Like... <clears throat> All right, for all you young bucks out there. <laughs> you tour right, well, Back in our day. Yeah. Like, dude, you tour. Like, you are out eight, ten months out of the year. Yeah. I mean, I, you're out. I feel like no one tours. Like, the younger artists, and no no offense, to you, you just don't tour. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's a different hustle. It's I, like the social media hustle is different. So now it's mm-hmm. like... There's more, there's more, I think there's more, more ways to like there's more opportunity in a sense. Yeah. And like to like, you know, I think bands are finally getting paid better. And then yeah. also there's more like, there's more, uh, I guess Avenue. Yeah. Assets. Uh, yeah. And avenues to, to reach. So you don't have, you had to tour, right? right. Like to reach, you had to go to the mall and, and mm-hmm. get people th- your CD or go to the school and, and that you had to do that. Like, yeah. It wasn't like it is now. Like there is more assets for yeah. for young artists. So I totally understand it. But yeah, dude, you guys, I remember, like, you guys were out for always a long <laughs> ass time. I I I remember my relationship with him and my relationship with Martin was always just like, oh man, it's good to see you. I'll see you again in three months. Yeah, I'll see right? you like, with a few. Yeah, and yeah. that's just it. It was so comfortable because they were gone all the time. And then I remember them coming home and then martin just always being at my house at one point and i was like <laughs> oh you you guys are home home yeah like this it's this is different now this, isn't it weird being home for for a while though like oh i, I was just school. home for three months <laughs> oh, i was just home for three months and i was going crazy i was like oh my god i don't know what to do right now yeah we we did like the we did like the uh like kind of figuring out what the math was and there's something like from 2008, really, like 2007, but 2008 to 2015, whatever the accident was, the longest break we had in that time was two months. That's like the longest break. And that, and, and I don't even know that that was a true two months off. I feel like we were probably writing. Doing something. Something. Yeah. You know. But how, you know, like not a lot of people, again, like to, do, to be able to do this, you know, play music, it's such a blessing in a million mm-hmm. ways because not a lot of people get to experience that. Right. And in a weird way, like, uh, not a lot of people, even if you become successful, are going to be able to experience those things that we did get to. You know, that th- those crazy tours where you're out for months yeah. and, like, you're truly building fan bases off of your live show. You know, playing mm-hmm. shows in front of, like, 10 people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's just the bartenders, but they're yeah. rocking out, you know. Yeah. Like, all right, I'll give you some drinks on the house. Like, whatever <laughs> it is, but, like, that grind, um, it, it's, it's a pretty awesome thing because, like, there's so much shit that I forget. Yeah. And then, like, uh, I'll see a friend that, like, was like, oh, dude, you remember when you were on tour in our town and we went out and, like, you choked on french fries and you almost died. And I would like, yeah, oh, fuck, totally forgot about uh, that. But that's a true story, by the way. I almost died <laughs> on fucking Mickey D's french fries. Dude. <laughs> I'll never forget it, dude. That was that was horrible. I remember I was like, this is out going out. <laughs> I literally, dude, that's- I think I was so hungry. And I was like, I just grabbed, you know, a bunch of fries. I'm sitting there and it, like, just got lodged right there. And I could not do anything. Like, Ugh. yeah, that was scary. I've, I've had, I, for me, it was, Do you hear about Adrian? I know what happened. He passed. Oh, what the mm-hmm. fuck? What happened, man? Like, motorcycle accident? Like, something crazy? French fries. French fries. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think yours is... I feel like mine was, was deeply personal, but I, I had, like, a really bad choking episode with Taco Bell. Oh, it's never good when it's with food. It's my fault, I somehow. Food. I don't know. It was definitely my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it was my fault. It was my fault. It's not Taco Bell. It was Taco Bell. Okay, I, here's a question. Like, it, because talk, like... 
I know I grabbed a handful of fucking fries. Mm -hmm. When you eat popcorn, are you a one popcorn person? Oh, or are you like a fucking grab? Oh, as much yeah. as I can fit a, in, my, in my palm and in my mouth. I have not evolved as a person because like, <laughs> I, 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 like at the end of the movie, I'm wearing all my Yeah, pops. it's all like, there. All the salts. All the, yeah. I look like I had the worst beer dandruff on the planet. It's like, <laughs> it's like oh shit. I love it though. Actually, my wife just went to the movies. I haven't been to the movies in forever, but she went to the movies last night with um, some friends and I was like, babe, bring me back the most buttery, salty popcorn you can. And she did, like nice. a true champion. So I still have some left, man. I can't wait to get Dude. it later. Uh, movies is like, that's like, that's like my thing. I love touring. That was one of my favorite things of touring is like days off or even if there was like a late load in, mm -hmm. like we'd always go to the movies. That's yeah. banned. It was the funnest shit. We saw so many awesome movies. Like I, those are fun days, yeah. you know, when you go like all together, you're just in a random city, go to the fucking movies and shit. But yeah, I love that. I, I love the movies, dude. Dude, I still pay for my AMC subscription where you get like the fucking free movie. Yeah, you know, every week, dude. Yeah. yeah. Bro, I haven't been in the movies in forever. Dude. I'm like, I know. You're paying for go. Dude, oh, the yeah, thing is like around. I got my little guy and I'm like so <laughs> yeah. stoked to like just because I don't like I don't want to drive all the way out there and I'll get stoked and he's not having it. Be like, mm -hmm. I'm down, bub, I gotta go. <laughs> I guess I should do it anyways, because then I could at least walk home with some popcorn. Be like, little man, you can't have this, but this shit's fine. <laughs> but yeah, dad life is it's, it's a whole it's, it's a whole thing, which is like honestly, no bullshit, the best thing I've ever done. Like how 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 much harder is it leaving now, dude? I would tell you like prior to it's always hard leaving like my wife like that mm -hmm. that's hard, but she's a rock like she's mm -hmm. great, mm -hmm. you know. I know it's hard on her like she deals with it. She doesn't let me know even though I know. Yeah, like I know it's fucking hard, you know. Um, but she's a rock, so it's like easier, you know. But little man, man. That is the love, love, love I've needed in my life mm. since I can remember. Like, that little boy. And uh, it is fucking miserable. Like, yeah. I love touring with all my heart. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I can't wait to keep on doing this until, I, dude, I'll be in a walker. I don't give a fuck. I have, like, one strand of hair that's dyed blue. I do not give a shit. Like, I'm in it. <laughs> but I hate leaving them. Right. It is so hard, dude. Like, And I feel like even, like, this, this last trip to England, you know, it was a short trip. But, like, so much... Like, two weeks I'm gone and I come home there's something new that's, mm. yeah like, they're it. doing new things I was stoked like, though because like I, I got his his first walk he actually walked for the first time on his birthday in December at his party that's sick took his first couple steps and then it was a like game over uh, but I got his first giggles uh, I got dada mama you know all those cool little his new thing is vroom vroom obsessed with motorcycles <laughs> so I took him took him on my Harley it was safe yeah, <laughs> fuckers. Just sit him right in front. I, I had, a, the, I had the harness. Okay, yeah. you know, so he's in the harness and he's like hands on the tank. Yeah, I took him on the Harley just down to the end of the street and back, and he's obsessed. He walks around the house going vroom vroom vroom. Dude, Everything is vroom vroom. So now he's got like three little bicycles with without the pedals. They're all vroom vrooms. He's anything with the wheel is vroom vroom. Like Grandma was over at the house last week and she has a walker with two wheels. But vroom vroom. <laughs> I mean, it helps grandma go vroom vroom a little yeah. bit faster. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a cool man. Like, and he loves music. And uh, yeah, that's like the best thing I've ever done, ever. Like hands down. Like, it's the coolest, most scary feeling. Yeah. Like, I and that's the thing too. Is like it, it, shit changes, right? Like, so mm -hmm. you're you're reckless on tour. Like, you don't give a fuck. It's cool, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, even in life, like, dude, I got stabbed at, at a had a bar a while back i was just waiting on an uber you know just waiting for an uber on tour or at home no at home okay and uh i got stabbed 
by this super racist dude. Like, I didn't know this guy. I was just waiting for an Uber, and he comes up. He's like, "What's up, you skinny jean wearing faggot?" And I, what? I was like, I look up at him. Like, I don't know anyone that knows me is like, dude, I don't tolerate yeah, that kind of shit like okay. at all. You know, racism, any of that. Like, no, fuck off. Yeah. And so I look up. I don't recognize him. So don't say shit. I just ignore him. This guy's wasted. Mm. And he keeps on running his mouth and just saying all this racist crap. And yeah. I like, there's some interaction, vocal, <laughs> vocally interaction. Like he said, um, you think you're tough guy? And I was like, I, you know, I'm pretty fucking tough. I think so. Mm. And he was like, oh, let's fucking prove it. And, and dude, I just unleashed. I beat his ass. Yeah. So I beat his ass. Mm. And um, he hit me once. Uh, but when he hit me, he stabbed me. And nice. I didn't know he had stabbed me. And so I get, so he leaves. Also, by the way, context i'll get he stabbed me with a key his car key um so he had it in his yeah he had put it in and it was one of those square fucking thick square keys so blunt out object so pretty hard hit uh but he drove away in a fucking mini cooper and that pissed me off i'll never forget that that. i I think i told like i told all my like my friends like i was like dude that pissed me off so bad i like he stabbed me but he got me right above the heart like right above it so it could have been bad yeah. but i didn't even know i got stabbed i thought i just got hit until mm-hmm. i you know i get an uber and it was really hot and like i am wearing it was i forget what it was cold so mm-hmm. i was wearing like thermals and i still have the thermal that has the cut in it mm-hmm. and uh so i get home and i'm you know taking off my clothes and dude, just Damn. huge ass gash dude. so actually i was living with tony at the time from mest and i go to tony like he's like hey bro you awake? He's like, yeah, what's up? He's like, I got stabbed. I need you to hold the mirror. Like, I, I got I to sew myself up. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, man. So I'm in there fingering, gauzing, you know, uh, fucking cleaning out the wound. Uh, and he comes in. He's like, <laughs> like, we're like, bro, like, need your help, man. Like, and his wife comes and helps hold the mirror. Like, yeah. And it, like, yeah, I sewed myself up and got a pretty cool star, a scar. That's But I was pissed about the Mini stories. Cooper, man. I was so pissed about the fucking Mini Cooper. Dang. And then it's funny because my, my buddy Hector, uh, so it, yeah, so my buddy Hector that goes to that same bar that I was at, he's like, bro, I, I'm pretty sure I saw the dude, man. He was fucked up. He said he got jumped by like five dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and the bar has the video f- the footage of me, you know, just beating his ass. Did you get, did you keep Yeah, that yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't condone violence. And, and that's the thing is like, going back to it, it's like, even though I had like, try not to, you know, Try not to get involved and just, you know, bite my tongue, bite my tongue, bite my tongue. There came a time where Adrian was not biting his tongue. Mm-hmm. Now being a father, like, dude, it, it, that hit my heart and mm. no one was around. Like everyone, they were closing the bar. So mm. I could have bled out there. Yeah. You know, like, fuck, dude, now being a dad, it's like, I need to stay alive as long as possible because I want to see him go down the aisle, you know, with his mm-hmm. family and I want to be a grandfather at some point, you know, mm-hmm. it's so fucking scary. Like. Having a little human is the scariest shit ever, dude. Dude, yeah. It's fucking, it's gnarly. This guy went from zero to... I know, I, I adopted a whole family, basically. <laughs> I love that. Um, she won't let me put him on the motorcycle, though. I've tried. Yeah. Well, one day, one day, maybe. Yeah. I can't wait to get little man in, like, leathers, like, in a helmet, have him drag a knee in, like, the parking lot, dude. Like, yeah, he's, he's all about that life. But, yeah, that's the coolest shit ever, like, being a dad and, like... Yeah, and I feel like that alone, I've always, like, worked pretty hard, but, like, that alone just makes me, like, push so much harder. Yeah. And, like, 
okay, whatever, I don't care what it takes, whatever I have to do to, to provide and, and make sure this happens and mm-hmm. go above and beyond so that the band, I mean, Zebrahead's so successful and it's a very successful band, mm-hmm. but like, what can I bring to the table to, to, to make it bigger mm-hmm. in any way possible? If that's me walking around meeting every single person after every show, if that's what it takes, cool, man. Like, I'll, I'll deal with the mental stress and, mm-hmm. and the tiredness and, and even, because you do need breaks, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. you do need that break. And, and, you know, we always talk about Europe, like, zero you know and that's a real thing and that that alone sometimes is really toxic yeah you know and and i get it i get it but like you you know but if that's what it takes i don't give a shit like let's get it let's get after it and now i feel like no bragging rights was always that band too like again you talk about touring and and when i think about bands that were like um working their asses off and and locally working their asses off there's amazing bands amazing bands uh dose of adolescence i don't know if you remember that they're coming back yeah dude i'm so stoked for the brothers dude like they have a crazy story too like wow so shout out to the brothers i love them assuming took them out on a tour and they just killed it and just great dudes and i'm so happy for them to come back and start doing music again cromwell cromwell was like one of my favorite local bands but like when I think about bands that grinded, that were gone, that were out and just never fucking home, dude, you guys were never home. Yeah. Never, <laughs> never home. Never so when home. we got that show, you guys were like, no fucking way, dude. <laughs> Like, let's do this shit. And that was a great show. That was a fun fucking time. That was a great show. That, actually, that show, I'll also always remember because that was my, uh, that was the night that my brother went on his first date with his now wife. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's so. a cool fucking memory. Yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> Oh man, dude! I what what you're doing and like, cause it's cool that you know. Obviously, like Zebra has been around forever, and I think just based on what you said, like going out and meeting people, like that whole thing, like you know, it it sounds corny, but I've I've always truly believed that you know when when you go out and you talk to people, like you have an opportunity to like turn that fan into a friend, possibly like friends, like when the music stops or whatever, like there. Friends stay like yeah. fans. Fans can come and go, and like, you know. But like, your friends are gonna are gonna stay. Yeah. And I feel like if you're able to do that, dude, that's gonna give an already successful band even more of like that community a in a sense. And Zebrahead's always been really, really good about that. Like, um, I like to say like I inherited like the Zebrahead yeah. fan base, mm-hmm. and, and they're, dude, they're they're rock stars. That's cool. Straight up, like, and they're just fan bases. Yeah, yeah. And, and every band has great fan bases for sure. And like. And, you know, they're just amazing, dude. Like, they have their community group and they, me being the new guy, dude, right? Like, I'm fucking new guy. I'm like, I can't wait. I'm going to get hated on hard, bro. Yeah, that's such a I'm, huge thing to step into. Yeah. Dude, huge shoes to fill in because Justin, I like love Justin era. You know, MFZB is like fucking a great record. One of my favorite records in the in the pop punk spectrum of yeah. things, you know? And, and then Matt as well. So it's like, dude, joining, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm going to get so much hate. And I got a little bit of hate. And it's not a lot, which is cool, yeah. thankfully. And I, I, I could take it, so it's all good. Um, but they really just welcomed me into it. And the people that hated, like, and it's funny because, like, this one guy from France, like, he, he'll probably watch, and I'll see you in a couple months. Uh, <laughs> he was hating so hard on one of our music videos. Oh, like, and it was, it was actually our live, it was like a long way down music video where we're playing, uh, we're playing at Slam Dunk, my mm-hmm. first time, you know, out there. That was the, was the, the video that showed like your first show back. After yeah. COVID, so, yeah. Yeah. And my two first shows with the band. Right. Ever, you know, like, and um, 
Yeah, he hated her. And he's like talking to you. He's like, look at this t- tough looking guy singing. It's a long way down. <laughs> I, well, like, I don't know what you want out of me, man. And, but I remember like he had posted, he posted a fucking, um, uh, what is it? A, a playthrough video or like when, uh, a reaction video? A reaction video. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like I see everything, mm-hmm. by the way. I watch, you know, I watch every video. Like I, I watch, I try to come, and that's another thing. I try to respond to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. But I remember, he had put this reaction video just talking mad shit. And I, I wrote him, like, on there. I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry you feel that way, dude. Like, there's some heavier songs on the EP. I hope you like those, man. But And hopefully, you know, one of these days you can come out to a show and, like, we can grab a beer. Yeah. And he fucking, he writes, like, an hour later, like, is this a real agent? I was like, yeah, man, like, add me on Instagram. Yeah. So he adds me on Instagram. He's like, no fucking way. I was like, hey, what's up, dude? He's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up becoming friends, you know? And yeah. here's the thing. Everyone's entitled to the opinion. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not going to be everyone's cup of tea, especially yeah. being the new guy. Like, no one is. Like, everyone has that. Are, yeah. Everyone's allowed to have an opinion. Like, mm-hmm. you know, voicing it's a different thing. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> don't be mean. Like, you know, yeah. there's no reason to be mean. But um, I feel like the number one thing that I get is, like, from people that haters, I guess it would be, like, they hate until, like, I am at the show and I'll go up to, dude, I go up to random people all the time if they're mm-hmm. wearing it. It's like, yeah, hey, I hope you have a good show, man. Mm-hmm. Or, no bullshit. I'll like buy two shots and I'll walk around and find somebody and be like, yo, bro, cheers. Yeah, that's cool. That's right. And I won't say shit. Like, I'll be like, just mm-hmm. cheers, man. I could be a dude roofing people. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but the thing is like, they know when they turn around and they see it's me, they, they know it's me. Right. But, yeah. but I walk away before they can talk. Mm. Yeah. So then later they find me like, bro, what the fuck, man? Like, yeah. And I've had that happen so many times where like, I'll get a beer or, you know, just, mm. just like the smallest gestures just to have a plus it like keeps me entertained while I'm out there bored out of yeah, my mind yeah. you know like killing just, time just having fun with people it's like mm-hmm. it's cool and that's the number one thing i get is like bro like i wasn't really a big fan because you know i love matt and but man like you you, you like came over earlier and gave me a beer and just ran away or or you know you took the time to to give my son a guitar pick or whatever it is you mm-hmm. know what i mean like i feel like that's just who i am as a person like how i've been for as long as i could fucking remember as far as music goes and like i feel like that changes, right? Like people that hate because when they get to know you, like oh, friends, yeah, right? Yeah. Friends and fans, right? Mm-hmm. When they get to know you personally and they see how you are, they're like, you know, if I was a cool guy, Adrian, and I didn't do any of this shit, I would still have a ton of haters. And like, I can honestly right. say with Zebrahead, I don't have that many. I might still have a couple, but like, mm-hmm. um, they've either not met me yet, not seen me perform live, or they just hate me and that's totally okay. Like, yeah. I totally get it. Like, you know, I have people that I hate too, so. You know, <laughs> mainly Santa because he didn't bring me shit this year. <laughs> Not even Cole. I wasn't okay with that. I mean, it, like you said, you just gotta give him an opportunity to meet you, and then it, yeah, and then if if they do meet you and they see you and they still don't, yeah, then, then like cool. then okay. at least like like I at least mm-hmm. I tried, which yeah. is so weird. Like, because there's not a lot of there's not a lot of musicians that I think that are trying to to gain that. Granted. When you're in, when you're when you're joining an established band, I think it's a different set of circumstances, right? Like, mm-hmm. being the new guy, sh- massive shoes to fill, yeah. incredible band to be a part of, incredible fan base. It's like, I want to be accepted, you know, and yeah, that's a fucking wild ride, dude. Mm-hmm. So, I suggest uh, just be nice to me a little bit. I might buy you a fucking <laughs> drink, dude. I might I might buy you a donor, dude. Dude, dude. that's okay. 
Like, <laughs> do you guys know what that shit is? Do y'all know what a donor is? How life changes? It's how you survive the UK, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's bomb. What's your favorite place to tour? Uh, I mean, like everything, like for shows. I mean, Germany. Germany is like, fucking badass. I mean, Germany's sick. I feel like it's, you know, it's got a lot. It still has a lot of feel of like you know what you see in the states, except I feel like, and just just in general, I feel like Europeans are a lot more appreciative of the fact that you came as far as you did. So thankful. And they will at least, like. Their honesty can, oh my God. can be okay. so... I know where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited that you brought so it up. So straightforward. Because they're incredible in this way. And like... You, yeah. You'll bro. always know where you stand with yeah. the European. Like, you'll be like, last show was great. This show, uh, not yeah. so good. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? This show ripped. They're like, no, your voice uh, wasn't as good as last night. Your guitar playing was bullshit. Yeah, dude. It's <laughs> like... Bro, like, this is real. This what is like, the fuck, dude? That show ripped, man. Yeah, it ripped my ass. It's, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Okay, cool, man. I'll try better next time. But like, dude. brutally honest. Yeah. Uh, and, and but not coming from like a hostile. No, no, it's, it's no, just, no, no, no. That's just straight, conversational. Straight honest. I, I did, yeah. So they're very, they're very, and I'm half German, right? So they're very just stern. They're very yeah. just German. I mean, yeah. if you, I don't know if you've seen that TikTok guy, um, the angry German. He's my favorite, dude. Um, He's like, you know, it's true. It's like, he goes, words in English, words in German. Butterfly. Schmetterling. Yeah. <laughs> Ambulance. Krankenwagen. You know, it's like, so it's very, like, they're very stern when it comes to that. They, they don't mean, like, they don't mean anything negative by it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what's always funny to me. Because I ask that question a lot, too. Like, even just to friends when we're, like, when they're back from tour, if, like, I'm out on tour and stuff. Like, man, it's like their honesty. But Germany is so rad. Like, I love Germany. And the cool thing about just Germany is like, or anywhere in mainland Europe, even the UK, is like everything's so close, dude. Yeah. Like, you can be anywhere in Europe. And, and it's just rad. The food's great. Like, me being German, I fucking love German food. So, like, love it. Okay, UK. <laughs> I'm a fan of pretzels. And I know, I know the issues between Germany and UK. I totally understand it. But how the <laughs> fuck. Did I not find one pretzel, man? Like, you guys don't like pretzels? Everyone likes pretzels, man. Like, seriously. <laughs> I was just looking forward to waking up every morning, getting a fucking pretzel with some butter and a fucking coffee. And, like, did not find a single one. Dude. But I might have been not looking in the right places. You guys need to let me know in the comment <laughs> section later. Where the, where the pretzel? <laughs> oh, dude, that's my biz, though. Dude, German pretzel with some butter. Oh, fuck me up, man. Or a schnitzel. Schnitzel. Mm -hmm. Hey, I cook a good schnitzel. I should cook for you guys next time. Dude, we should dude. do we we should do this in the kitchen, bro. I'll just fucking <laughs> sit there and cook whatever you guys I would, want. I would love that. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Did you guys ever like so? Also, like on like tours, like the parking lot barbecues and shit, like mm -hmm. Wal like Walmart, the Walmart, bro. Walmart parking lot. Dude, this is my no, favorite. there's like, no rules at the Walmart. No, dude, <laughs> it was the best because like you'd be on tour. And like, you're know, like, okay, we're going to stop for the night at this Walmart, 24 hour Walmart. So you got bathrooms, which is great. And you got, the problem is like, you're bored. So you're in Walmart. Some of your boys are probably stoned. The other one kind of buzzed up. Mm. Everything's so bright. Yeah. Everything looks awesome. <laughs> you're in there. Like the sun might be coming up by the time you get out. But like our thing was always like, anytime we had bands that were on tour with us, we would play drunken wiffle ball in the parking lot. That was our shit. So you know, like if if the other team scored, like if the, if a team scored, the other team 
had to take a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, vice versa. And dude, it was so fun. Like we uh, we have a bunch of videos like way down on my Instagram of like we call it the Wiffle Ball Olympics. And that was so fun, dude. Like I miss those the Walmart and then barbecuing in the parking lot and like just cooking, hanging out. Like, dude, that shit is see, that's the shit you get on like fucking like the van tours that you don't get in the bus tours. Right. Like yeah. you just don't get that yeah. that kind of shit. Because the bus tours are like so straightforward. It's like, okay, bus call, that bus driver's driving. Yeah. Whether, whether you're on or not. Through the, the whole fucking night. <laughs> yeah. And if you stop at a services, it was services like gas station, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you might be able to look, run out grab something from services real quick and, and pop back in. But that bus is not stopping at a parking lot so you guys can fucking play wiffle ball yeah. so you guys can barbecue in the parking lot. Like, that that shit is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's... You know? uh, Those dude, are so many cool memories. That's... that's you know? that's good. And that's kind of... I mean, we... I guess we did get to have... We borrowed a van on this last tour, but, yeah, that's something, like, we were always really good about. We were talking about schnitzel, and now my stomach's... Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, my stomach's like... We were talking about pretzels and schnitzel, sorry. Dude, but just yeah, like I got thinking about that, like barbecuing, literally, like getting the vans to like make your own little, yeah, di- little diamond, little little yep. area, and everyone just square the wagons, hanging. baby, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then just Walmart for whatever reason is being so cool with it, yeah, I, and you know, pandemic era, it just that whole thing changed, oh, you know, like imagine. they didn't even want you parking there, mm-hmm. like I remember the last assuming we survived tour we did, we were, uh, yeah, like they were. Like couldn't park there anymore, so it was all truck stops, and truck stops are rad too. But like, can't you can't quite party? Yeah, not like, the same. I mean, granted, there's people partying at truck stop, but it's not the party you want <laughs> at legit. all. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. And here's the thing: that word is a because it, it's it's gender fluid. Like yeah. that is a whole thing. Like, yep. Uh, lot, uh, lot. <laughs> How are you? What's a different <laughs> word for that? I don't feel like so bad saying that word. I mean, lot, lot, um, lot pedestrians? Lot is that where at, you were going? Yeah, it was a lot pedestrians. <laughs> yeah. lot, um, lot persons. Lot pleasers. Lot pleasers. There we go. Lot pleasers. If you don't know what that is, it's a person that walks around a truck stop uh, scoring either drugs or giving sex, you know, or favors or mm-hmm. things there. So, yeah, if you are at a truck stop as a band, please lock your fucking doors. Yes. <laughs> yes. And don't give in. Yeah, do not give They're in to temptation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> All right, let's uh, let's hit you with a couple of these questions okay, that we got sent in. Um, so, what's been your? Uh, this is we were kind of talking about COVID. What's been your best tour since COVID? Best tour since COVID. Um, I want to say so. We just did a tour with a German man called ZSK. And um, that that was just a fun, long Europe tour with those guys. And they're so rad. And I want to say that one, like that was, I mean, it's hard. Cause like that was a headlining tour, right? And headlining tours are so much fun cause you get more time to explore. Mm-hmm. Cause you, you do sound check early and then you have time to go visit the city. But then festivals are so cool because like at least on Zebraheads and of things like, dude, I've never walked out in front of a bigger crowd in my fucking life. And it's just like, that's those moments, you know, that you look back on as a kid wanting to do this. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like I'm doing it. Like there's, there's speaker towers as far as you could fucking see. And like, yeah. it's that part's insane. It's hard for me. So like also, and then Japan is like the bucket list and Japan was such a fun tour, but I would say the ZSK tour was like so fun just cause like those guys are rad. The shows were great. 
um, got to see a lot of countries that that hadn't up until that point. So yeah, that'll be that'll be that one post COVID, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, how was you guys' experience at when we were young? Dude, okay, so when we're young was rad. Uh, it was my wife's first time going to a festival setting too. When we're young is rad because like me being a warp tour dude, I guess like it all felt I got familiar. to see all the homies. Yeah, but like all the homies were there. You know, yeah. MXPX boys were there. You know, um, Sub Forty One. Like we do this thing where we we have like a little punk rock song where it starts like a drinking song. And I remember I look back and Dave Brown sounds like holding my wife and my wife's not realizing that it's Dave at this point, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, but then like my boys in water parks, like, uh, Lionel, uh, pierce the veil, like, um, man, set it off boys. Um, fuck man, everyone bowling for soup. All, all the friends were there. Right. So it felt familiar in that Mm -hmm. sense of like, two-day festival getting to see all the homies i haven't seen in a minute because we're all touring and we're never in the same spot at the same time and it's been a minute for some and um that was fucking rad you know and we played early as fuck uh that was brutal they had the rotating stages so by the time we played like my mic and it was i think we played at noon and it was fucking hot as shit my mic i remember like when i went up to my mic i was like fuck it's on fire but i'm sitting there playing the show (laughs) the first day i'm playing and I ran over to my wife. I was like, my fucking feet are on fire. Dude, I was like, that's real. I was like, my feet that's are on fire. It's dude. a real thing on a black ass stage where it's fucking like that hot. Under degrees. Dude, my feet were on fire. Dude, Arizona, Arizona Warp Tour, same thing. Noon, we were just trying to put water, like our valuable water. We're like, dude, fuck, we're on the floor. It's hot. Brutal. Yeah, so the next day, I wore the holiest pants I had. I had, had some mesh. <laughs> A ripped up shirt, I'm like bro, anything to vent, yeah. you know. But um, no, it was so cool. Like, yeah, you know, a lot of bands that I, I wanted to see. You know, obviously Tom back in Blink is a beautiful thing. Green Day, Rise Against were awesome. Uh, yeah, there's so many great artists, dude. Uh, you know, my wife is a huge Five Seconds of Summer fan, and I'd never seen them play, and they actually like, fucking, they're pretty goddamn yeah. good, dude. Like. I'm a fan, dude. But it, yeah, it was great. Um, I, I felt I was trying to explain to my wife because like no one under like no one gets it unless you do it. Like we couldn't go anywhere. That like you can't go anywhere from point A to point B. That does not exist at a festival. Set. Right. It just yeah. doesn't exist because we'd get out of the trailer to go get food or go watch a band, and there's 50 stops along the way because you yeah. see your friends that you haven't seen in a minute, and mm-hmm. she's like, "Babe, like this is how it is." Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like. I get to see you every day, like unless I'm on tour. Like I don't get to see, we we don't get to see each other. So mm-hmm. when we see each yeah. other, yeah, we stop, we talk, we catch up, and and how beautiful is that? Like you know that community, yeah. and it felt like warp tour. And I remember, I was like, this uh, is a great feeling because I missed mm-hmm. that. But also after two days of a long ass festival, I was like, <laughs> like I'm ready to go home. Yeah, and just I was I was ready. <clears throat> but yeah, it was it was cool, man. Like. Um, way to go on that like everything works perfectly and I think the year prior they had that issue with the wind right yeah yeah and um it, the wind did pick up a little bit but like nothing crazy and I'm glad like everyone got to see all the bands and yeah like that was fucking cool like stoked to be a part of that you know like um and then I love Vegas so I have a problem <laughs> I love dude I love slot machines everyone's like cool and, like they're like dude blackjack and like they're, they're all dope and poker like I suck at life dude like but I win on slots every time. Do you go max bet? Max bet. Dude, you gotta you gotta play the machine, but you gotta also max bet. Like it depends on what turnaround you want, right? Like, but if the machine doesn't hit in four spins, I move on. Mm. 
but I also look at like what the major and the grands are are doing, and uh, but yeah, max bet's where it's at, man. Like it's max bet, but also like be prepared to lose. Like be be yeah. okay with an amount that you're down to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you're okay with that, then you're cool. But yeah, I fucking love Vegas. I'm, I'm I think I might be going to Vegas this weekend too. But to go visit one of my actually, the crazy world of Zebrahead. So. Not to sidetrack, but like, um, so we have two really good friends that are airline pilots. Okay. And they just come out on tour. Like our buddy John, he's normally our bartender and maniac that rides the watermelon in the circle pit. And he's a fucking airline pilot. And um, yeah, he, he's he's awesome. He just comes out on tour and hangs out with us. And, and then my other buddy, Chris Knight, he's a captain for Southwest. And it's just amazing dude. He, uh, he flew out with his friend out to... Netherlands to see us play and like they ended up going on like a whole roller coaster tour of all the roller coasters in Europe and or all the theme parks in Europe and uh but yeah my buddy Chris uh plays in a um like an Irish punk band cover band mm-hmm. and they're a pretty big band in Vegas so he's playing this weekend and uh, I oh. promised him I'd go so um he actually not even kidding he just sent me a video of him being like, can't wait to see you. So I can't back out now. <laughs> I was hoping he wouldn't say anything and be like, yo man, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Uh, Somebody else is playing in Vegas this weekend. Martin playing in Vegas. There's also Martin's a fight. There's a huge, yeah. there's a fight in Vegas. Oh shit. Oh, that's what it was. I was looking at rooms. I was like, dude, I'm not fucking paying 600 bucks. Dude. Yeah. Um, Chris, I'm gonna call you. <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk to you goose, <clears throat> but yeah. Um, don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, we have, crazy crazy awesome airline pilots that hang out with us all the time Sick. where was i going with that i have no idea i mean just the just when tangent. we were young and yeah yeah just tangents oh yeah so he lives in vegas and he was out there uh, when we were young and uh i don't know if that's where i was going with it but yeah shout out to chris and john keep on flying boys all right a couple more uh best tips for growing your band and getting bigger shows Okay, it's so hard because like when we were doing it, it's so different. Yeah. Like from now, yeah. right? The game's completely changed. It is. Yeah. But dude, what I would what I suggest, obviously, you know, stay in your social medias, create content, right? Like promoting. Like let's say, and pick and choose your battles too, because like you don't want to start off in like a big ass room. But if you could sell out a three hundred cap room, and that's not like, dude, doesn't matter how big, or if you're starting, dude, you could have played two shows and you could sell out three hundred person room. The way to do it is just like. Give yourself enough time in advance to do it. Find the venue, like get with them and be like, okay, three months from now, we're going to play a show on the Friday or on the Saturday. Okay, cool. Um, get the tickets. Like you can let the venue sell the tickets or, or, or trust your friends are going to buy them online or you can get the tickets from the venue. Sell you have, the thing is like everybody in your cell phone, you know. You might have a, c- a couple of people you got in a drunken night that you don't know yeah. who they are because I have so many. I'm like, uh, Eric, question mark? Yeah. Oh, shit. But for the most part, like, yeah. people on your phone, you know, like, hit them up. Be like, hey, man, whether you talk a lot or not, doesn't matter, right? Like, what I would always do is like, man, I know we talked in a minute. I've been kind of busy. I know it's not a fucking excuse. Let's go grab dinner or lunch. Let's go grab a beer or whatever. Also, I do have this show and I am calling you because I want you at the fucking show, mm-hmm. but let's grab some food. You know, yeah. uh, just to catch up and remake that. But dude, if you have a hundred people in your phone, right? Let's just say a hundred people that you're close with. Most people have more than a hundred people on their phone. I think maybe, I don't know. I think so. I, 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 yeah. Okay. Let's say 50 people on your phone. Okay. Let's just start with 50, mm-hmm. right? 50 people that you know that you're close with, that you're cool with. 
okay, you sell 50 tickets, right? Like you still have 250 to sell. Those people that you sell might be like, oh, well, dude, my girl wants to come. Mm-hmm. Or, dude, maybe I'll bring out my sister or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're at like 100 tickets. You have 200 to go, right? Like go fucking out and meet people. Go to a bar. Mm-hmm. Go out to a bar. If you're of age and you could do it, right? Like, mm-hmm. or go to a social place. Like go slang those tickets. Yeah. Make that shit happen for you. I promise you because... 300 tickets is not hard to sell. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's really, it seems like a huge number. Like it's not if you just go for it. Yeah. Look, the thing is like, just don't take no for the answer when it comes to yourself and your goals. Because you can sit there all you want and be like, dude, I want to fucking play these shows or I want to go on tours. But unless you actually, you have to go do it. Yeah, like work. go do it. Well, like yeah. what stops you? Nothing stops you in life from doing anything, right? Like being a fucking doctor, a lawyer, um, aviation mechanic, like whatever. Like the only thing stopping you is you. Mm-hmm. And I granted, there are certain cases, okay, well, finances, right? So finances, man, there's ways to hustle. Like, go out there and make that money, man. Like, I remember, dude, I was working two jobs. I was doing uh, solar, I was doing solar, solar panels. I was washing windows and I was full-time assuming. And, and full-time uh, husband and father at that time, but step to stepdaughter, amazing stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. But hustling, whatever it took, whatever it took. And you just have that mindset, right? Like 300 people, you could do that. And so I would say, go out there and hustle. It doesn't have to be 300. It could be 150 cap room too. Mm -hmm. A sellout room is a sold out room. You know what I mean? Go out there, hustle, and start off with that one. So start off small. What you think you can actually push yourself to the limit to, to start off with, right? Like, And then just keep on doing that, keep on doing that, getting bigger and getting bigger. And play as often as possible. Like people, yeah, I mean, you can have a great record. Like anyone can record a record. Um, But live like dude there's bands that i don't like on an album and i see them live i'm like holy fuck that yeah. changes it for me yeah. i'm like yeah. fall in love with you know and um go play live as much as possible find anywhere like you guys did with hot topic you know mm-hmm. take chances when it comes to that kind of stuff you know the worst anybody could say is no like yeah. you have nothing to lose so as far as growing i mean just go out there and get it like just, just don't take no for an answer when it comes to yourself and what you want. Like, if that's what you want to do, just go do it. Yeah. And um, be careful about, like, you know, uh, distractions. And distractions are, like, I think that if you're, I think that if you're an 18-year-old human being and you want to do this as a, a career, your focuses have to be really, like, you're going to have time for friends and party and all that shit. That, it comes with it at a certain point. But, like, mm-hmm. focus, I think... Focus on what you want and try to stay away from distractions. I always tell, say no to drugs, you know, but like to each his own. Everybody has their thing. and But like, yeah, just go for it. Yeah. Like, it, I, I don't want to say like, oh, treat it like a job, but it's like. Oh, it is. It is. And, you know, for before we started to tour consistently, we made it a point that like we would practice. We had our set every, I think. Oh, yeah. Every day we, we would practice, you know, or we'd write. And then, um. Like, we all, I think, I feel like we all did a pretty decent job of, like, trying to, like, be active, like, on our social media. Yeah. Like, my, like, you, like even MySpace era. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, <laughs> yeah, trying to go and, like, like leave comments in other bands yeah. shit, you know, I don't know. Or even to your, like, even, like, if you do a post, comment on every person that, like, that comments on your post. Yeah. Like, thanks. Or it doesn't have to be long, you know. Mm-hmm. Time, I think there. that was a big thing that I used to do, too, like with assuming like we'd get done playing a show and like I'd spend hours just writing people back, anyone that commented. And it gets brutal yeah. at a certain point, but it's those little things. I mean, yeah. You're right, treat it as a job because here's the thing, you want this to be your job. right? 
right? Yeah. Like this is what this is how you want to make a living. You don't want to have to have a normal job while trying to do this. Like you mm -hmm. want this to be your job, then treat it like a job. Mm -hmm. You know, take it seriously and, and you know, put that that work ethic into it and that heart into it. And, and trust me, it's a great job. It's it's an it's amazing job. It. It's definitely worth it. You know, and I think it's harder when you're younger because you exhaust yourself more. And you become older, you get wiser, you figure it out a little bit and like, and, and you know, if, if it was just as easy as like, we write good songs and then like everything is going to just handle itself, yeah. there'd be, everybody would everybody be fucking, there's yeah. so many bands that would be so much more successful just based on that. Yeah. It's like, well, no, you need, you need to do what's going to, what the work is good is what's going to separate, separate you and, you know, having, having good, you know, writing the best music you can that's just like the nice uh and write a lot of it yeah. right yeah because the more you write the better you become an app and writing music is it is a craft right like the more you do it the better you get at yep. it yep. and then also we all have uh, dude we all have those friends everyone does that you show them a song like, what do you think oh fucking sick man like that's it. awesome <laughs> like take that at face value yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um Everybody but, but writes just bad find song. find Europeans yeah. to you know yeah. send you know, music to them. <laughs> yeah, find Germans. Find some Germans. Find Germans. Send find your music Germans. to Germans. You want to know where you stand? This song is scheiße. Well, yeah. this is oh, it's okay. It's not, it's not <laughs> you know, bad. No, but like you know, take that. Write a ton of music. Show your friends and tell them like, yo, man, I, like, give me a fucking honest answer. Don't sugarcoat it. Like, I, because you don't need to hear that. Like, you don't need everyone kissing your ass about like, don't fucking worry about that crap like yeah. asking for an honest opinion like and that'll help a long way you know but write a ton because you had mentioned like writing like dude writing is so important like when mm -hmm. you're doing this just write as much as possible like and have fun with it man like write everything like fucking do it man our guitar player had a funny uh christian had a funny example when he talked to bands about like like because you know if we we get still and forever we'll be asked these questions right and he's like he's like so you make you make burgers. Is your burger good? And does it look good when you serve it? And then after you served it, is it like is it the, like he goes in like this whole presentation on on a burger and it like yeah. it clicks. But it makes sense, yeah. right? Like yep. it's like if you're if you're if you're serving a burger on like a shitty dirty plate, that burger better be fucking amazing. amazing. And then you better create an experience around it. Yeah. You know, if you're not going to They have better come nice. back for more. Yeah. Like it's a, funny, it's such a funny example. But That's I, a great example. Yeah. <laughs> I like, also, while I'm not starving over here, I love burgers. Man. Dude. <laughs> Can't wait to eat. We're just all thinking about food now. Yeah. yeah. Let's go get um, all right. So, so uh, last last question that we can jump into our mental health check. So speaking mm -hmm. of writing, they want to know, when are we going to get more assuming we survive? Okay. So uh, new assuming is done. We're ready. Uh, I think we have one or two more songs that we might send out to get mastered. We're not sure. Right now, it's just going to be an EP, uh, pretty short, uh, but it's ready. We're pretty freaking stoked. Um, yeah, we had uh, Cody Stewart from The Browning did the mix and master on it. Um, Chris Como, our good friend, did the recording. Um, yeah, we're pretty pumped. So I think this next month of February is like trying to figure out, okay, because I leave for Japan in March. I got to get music videos done. I gotta make sure my drummer Terry just became a dad to a beautiful daughter, um, so trying to give him his time because I know how important that is before we try to get a little bit busy. But we've gotten some tour offers and uh, some show offers, dude. We should do a no bragging rights, assuming 
redo, they, bro. That'd be, that'd be fucking fun. They were, were chain reaction or something. Back. Oh, yeah. All ages. Um, but yeah, so new music coming soon. I'm actually I'll send it to you guys. Sick. That way you guys can check it out. And uh yeah, pretty pumped for it. So yeah. Hell yeah. Sick. Dude. It'll be out like next year. Twenty twenty six. Yeah. Look, look for it. It's done. Twenty twenty six. Dude, that's sick. I that's awesome. I'm glad I'm glad that question was asked. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you want to jump into mental health check? Yeah. Uh, mental health checks where we like to check in weekly, see where we're at mentally. Uh, that way, if things are going well, what's going on in our life, or what coping strategies are we using that are helping us? And if we're not, uh, maybe what's going on in our life, maybe what are we neglecting to do that is keeping us in a funk? Who wants to go first? You, sir. Me? Yeah. Yeah, break it on down, bro. You started it. Uh, well, I'm actually, so I'm You have the biggest news out of all of it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very, I feel, I feel good. I feel very re- relieved no yeah um i got engaged on friday hell yeah congrats again thank you thank you um it was uh in riverside by the way he like walked around town (laughs) you know it wasn't europe it wasn't walking around in europe but it was riverside (laughs) shout out to riverside man but yeah it was it was a I don't know. It, I just I feel I feel relieved. Relieved. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. How long? Like how long did you know? How long were you planning it? Uh, I mean, we'll plan it for a while, dude. I like. I don't know. This, let me get so much shit for this. Like for me, like like I I was just like oh, okay, she's the one. I knew after like a yeah. month, dude. A I, month, dude, same, hundred percent. And so as far as the planning for it, like I would say my original plan was I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in December. But then, like, December got, like, it was just, like, really fucking crazy. Yeah. And it just, everything I felt, I felt like every weekend it would, have, it, it would like, take away from something. There's always something, though. Yeah. Yeah, and that and that's kind of where I was getting with, like, for this. Uh, January felt like it was starting to slow down again, so I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is a good time to do it. Yeah. And then... Um, then February came? Then February came. <laughs> and it just seemed, and then, yeah, it just, I don't know. Did don't she know. have an idea? Yeah, she knew, and we've been. I mean, we've we've been planning like we already pretty basically had like the, the the date and place kind of thing. It's just a matter of me doing it. It's it's so crazy that you know like after a month you knew who you wanted to spend your life with, and after five years you finally decided to do a podcast with one of your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. <clears throat> I don't know it's, life's crazy. It's crazy. Life, life nuts. It's crazy. I'm just crying. That's awesome though. Like um, any play like. Do you guys know date or anything yet? Yeah, yeah, we have a date and everything. Cool. April. What's that, what's that April. date? Hmm? What's that date? April 26th. Yeah, it's official. My wedding date was April 22nd. Oh, dude. Watch out, dog. That's awesome. And I know, like, that, that stress of, like, planning shit is gnarly, too, so. Yeah, but I feel like, like I said, like, we've kind of been, we've been, we've been. Planning for a bit. Planning for a bit, and uh, I think all the big things we, we basically have, and. I mean, even even the place, it's like, because uh, before we we're trying to figure out, like, okay, we want to have the wedding here and then reception. We have to find a different place. And then, like, we just found a place that is going to have it all. Yeah. Perfect. So, but, yeah, so I feel I feel good. I feel like last week I was, like... Stressing. It, 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 I wasn't, like, stressing, though. Like, it was, like, it, I, I guess, I don't know if it's stress. It was just more of, like, I wanted to just, I wanted to, like, just do it so I could finally, like... Be relieved and like then we could talk like more openly and bring more family into, into it, it and yeah. stuff um and so it's yeah so so mentally i'm doing really well right now um 
singing for me is like that's like I that's my happy place. That's my coping. That's my what keeps me keeps me good. And uh, I feel like I've been able to even if I haven't been able to sing, I've been able to like enjoy music lately. Yeah, it's been nice. And uh, let's see what. Else. Um, I actually got a gym membership now. See what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna I, get ripped. I'm gonna get. I want to get prison ripped, dude. <laughs> prison ripped. <laughs> Crazy. Another thing we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, this is not, whatever. I'll say it. Uh, <laughs> so, so Mike's been trying to get me go to the gym, get a membership, and didn't do it. And then my. Now, fiance, she she got, she got me into the gym as far as like I go as your guest. Yeah. And same thing, she's like, yeah, we got to get your membership. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe, you know, maybe like when we're married and stuff. And, uh, and it, sauna, the sauna is what sold me. <laughs> sauna, Nothing dude. like sweating with a bunch of other yeah. dudes, man. <laughs> It's no, like, it's pretty amazing though. It rules, and it's, it's good, really good for your body though. Yeah, yeah, and I go in there. Out and... Yeah, and like, and the big thing was, uh, I can go in there, like after after I do my workout, I'll go in there, and I can I don't have to like be naked. I can yeah, and I can still wear my shoes and stuff. So I just go in there, with my put my hood up, and I just sweat like insane, and then I so you, you got the gym membership for the sauna. That's like I got my Costco membership just for the pizza. <laughs> Dude. I love that. Yeah, it's a good move. And the gas, yeah, dude. Solid, you know what I mean? Perfect. I think so. Yeah, and the gas. Can't beat it. <laughs> dude, I get, yeah, yeah. But that's awesome. Like, again, like, okay, I know it sucks to say, but we're only getting older, you know, right. so it's those little things just taking care of ourselves and, you know, mm-hmm. lasting a little bit longer and, you know, you're, you're going to get married this year. You know, there's a lot to look forward to. So, yeah. you know, you know, don't go to karaoke with Adrian where he'll buy you shots all night. And, or do, dude. Wait, we so, should do karaoke dude, though soon again. Should, oh, yeah. Seriously, uh, you're at you're at Goodfellas. It's karaoke tonight, baby. What are we doing? <laughs> I don't open tomorrow, so. Oh shit! No. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude. yeah, we should definitely do karaoke though. No oh, yeah, I'm done. I'm, that's yeah, we, can also... do it, we can do it anywhere. If you guys have a spot, totally cool. Goodfellas drinks are cheap. They got a taco guy. It's pretty good. It's the homie. Shout out, out Chefe. Wait, so are you? Run, do you? Do you? That's what you do when you do it. You run karaoke. No, no, I just DJ. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I do Wednesdays and Saturdays, and uh, my Saturdays are starting to become theme nights. So like, I'll do like '80s night one Saturday, '90s, then um, emo night, then like a country night, which I haven't done country night yet, but I think I'm gonna start. And um, yeah, my Wednesdays are like everything, like whatever I want to play. Mm. But yeah, it's a good time. It's a cool bar. I love. I love everybody there and. So, yeah, well, karaoke def- is uh, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Sunday, Monday, Thursday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll fucking bring the rig, dude. We'll live stream from behind the DJ booth. Dude. dude. Hey. <laughs> That'd be so sick. You guys pick the songs. We'll just do a live stream. Yeah. You guys pick the songs. No matter what the songs are, we'll just, we'll just do them. You pick the songs, and then we'll paper, rock, scissors who, who <laughs> sings the song. Okay. Oh, shit. Dude, that's sick. I'm down. We used to do, like, um, me and my friends, they would always be like, dude, okay, you they would pick whatever song they wanted and I'd have to sing it and I'd do the same. Uh, so dude, there was like random shit, dude. I remember I was like, um, Rod Stewart, If You Want My Body. If you want my body. Which is a banging song, by the way. But I was like, I gotta sing that shit? Oh, damn. 
Or Tina Turner. It's a good one. So. Dude, I, I did that and I was embarrassed because uh, it was, um, I, I, I realized I didn't know that there was verses at the time to the, um, baby, there ain't no mountain high enough. <laughs> I was like, what are the verses? Yeah, what are the verses? I was like, yeah, I was, yeah. But good times. I, I, I love karaoke. Although, admittedly, dude, I'm, I'm like kind of like a one trick pony. What like, you got? What's, I, your, what's your go-to? This, dude. Maroon 5. Maroon 5. Huh? I do Sunday morning. I do uh, Run Around Sue from Dion and the Belmonts. Good one. I do... Uh, depend, it's funny. I, I have, like, my, my songs that I'll... Like, depending on the bar I'm at. Like, yeah. if there's, like... If there's, like, a lot of bros, then I'll, I'll earn their trust, and I'll do uh, Santa Ria. <laughs> I'll earn their trust. Earn their trust. Earn their trust. I'll do Santa Ria. You can't go wrong. <laughs> if I see... If I see... Uh, if I see military tag, then I'm, I'll do three doors down. Just you know, maybe get a drink bought for me or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I know, I know, I'm not not, not a cool, a cool not proud of myself. Okay, <laughs> this is just, yeah, that was just, just my experience. Okay, again, <laughs> no hate over there anymore. Yeah. But yeah, that's and that's and that's. I mean, I don't really venture much out from that. Uh, Trying to think what else. Dude, then you would have a blast because yeah, that'd be fucking fun, dude. Yeah, no. You pick songs, I'll pick songs. Yeah. It'd be anything. It's just fun as fuck. Sick. Yeah. I kind of, I guess I kind of during the pandemic, I kind of branched out a little bit. Yeah, you were doing that, uh, that like Instagram live karaoke. Yeah, thing. I was doing a quarantine karaoke. Tight. Yeah. Not to go off topic here, but I just talked to Tony about this. Holy fuck, the pandemic. When the pandemic did, I don't know about you guys, but dude. We were raging. So what you couldn't oh. go out, so we were fucking <laughs> boozing so damn. We were playing cornhole every night till like four in the morning, dude, just wasted. Yeah. I don't know if you guys dealt with that, but like we we had we had one one rage. We, but we had a night. Uh we had a, a definite night where we just went through two bottles of Patron and we're like Dude, that was our house every night. <laughs> like dude. there was nothing to do. Yeah. So thank God that's over, man. That was like my first. That was like my first night, like drinking in a long time. In a long time. Yeah. Wow, you went straight for two bottles of Patron. Well, so this I had. I want to say like I just <laughs> bought this house right before COVID, and then COVID hit. So it was just me in this house with my like my bulldog, and then for a while like nobody wanted to hang out. It'd just be like hanging out at home, and then eventually people started like trickling in. Yeah, like, I'm not trying out. to get the vid, man. Yeah. Uh, but the one night uh, him and Martin came over um, and I think the girl that Martin was dating at the time and we just got had two bottles of Patron and then at some point like all three of them were asleep at my table and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) fuck I mean yeah Jaeger and tequila for me so it's like I would have been I would have been asleep dude yeah but that's good I, like you know mental health like doing the things you love singing yeah. you know and, and getting that relief I feel like not enough people and, and by the way I love this part of the, the, the segment this segment it's super important to me right like it's childhood shit but um, mm-hmm. not enough people tackle the mental health issues of everyday life like yeah look everyday life like there's normal shit but it's mm. about acknowledging those issues too yeah. like you can't just sweep under the rug or or think that you're tough enough to deal with them because like everyone like tony and i for a mess we're talking about it yesterday like you know i deal with so much stress every day but i don't let anyone know mm. you know uh-huh. it's my burden to carry right but then i get with tony and i get to vent nice. and i need that i need those certain people mm. you know 
and venting and, and acknowledging that like you're stressed. It's important, you know. Mm. So this is a cool segment, by the way. This is a side sidetrack, mm. side note on that. So well, how are you doing, man? Let's, let's jump yeah, in. we're good, that uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> good, you know. Um, I think that becoming a father has given me like a whole new perspective on a million different things, mm. and it's uh, yeah, changed changed a lot um, for me. It, it does make touring harder, right? Like mm. so, touring. You know, I have my days on tour where I'm pretty pretty bummed out. Yeah. But then, but then it's like, then is the reward of that is like, okay, I'm here with my friends. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this awesome thing. And my son's at home waiting for when I get home. He's gonna be stoked to see me. Mm -hmm. So you, you just look at those little things and it's like, okay, cool. Balances it out, you know? Um, yeah. So lots to look forward to, but you know, it's that little minimal stress. I feel like when I was younger or prior to Halen being born, I stressed out about so much or I let shit get to me. Yeah so much more than I do now. Now it's like, I have to remind myself, hey man, it's not, that's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Like, don't work yourself up over it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, obviously it could always be worse. Mm -hmm. Don't want to look at life like that. But in the sense of, hey man, it's going to be okay. Don't get worked up over that, you know. Uh, somebody said this quote, don't stress over tomorrow's problems. Focus on today's, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Sometimes you can't, there's, sometimes things are happen and there's nothing you can do about them. So yeah. if you stress on it, it's not doing anything for you yeah. other there's than creating more stress, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like, so you will get through it, take it a day at a time, you know, work on today's problems, not tomorrow's problems and, and just get through it, you know? So I think that shit's important and it, it's definitely I'm better mentally than I ever was, you know? I think that when you're young and you just you push yourself so hard trying to do this and trying to also trying to please people constantly, yeah. you know, it's like, Oh dude, what about me? Like mm. sometimes, sometimes I do forget to take care of myself. My wife always tells me, it's like, dude, you gotta like, you have to please everyone. Mm -hmm. you, have, you have to please yeah. yourself too. Like, you know, and I forget that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, and that's also very important, you know, like, you know, take care of yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself you can be not only for yourself but for the people that matter around you so mm -hmm. it's important and, you know when it comes to if i am stressed i go on a motorcycle ride nice fucking love riding my motorcycles that's always important um i listen to music too you know music's just like it's it's who i am it's who we are yeah. as people like um and then yeah i watch a lot of like this sounds fucked up because it's super stressful but like world war ii documentaries i don't know why like <laughs> like calms me down it's the narrators that the, can't, yeah you know and the, the gun the gun's ringing out in the back like in the back and the audio is just shitty and it's like i don't know what it is bro like it puts me to sleep i'm like pull you back oh, to the, the military days like, oh this is nice I'm like what Dude, i mean i i get the same thing from from conspiracy theories <laughs> sorry i just thought about something that i didn't even bring up dude i'm a huge fucking alien nerd like alien 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 nerd like a massive fucking alien nerd right like seeing every fucking ancient aliens there is like all these dark like everything um and it's funny to me because like tom like everyone's giving tom so much shit and then and then he was right during the fucking mm -hmm. pandemic the government released all this shit like hey we find fucking <laughs> shit that's not from here and no one gave a flying fuck meanwhile i'm like <gasps> Oh, the, the aliens in uh, Mexico, in Mexico. Uh, I saw those too recently, right? Like mm -hmm. the little guys. Um, but no, there's like, dude, our, our government is releasing like real shit. Yeah. And it, this isn't like just some dude on a fucking iPhone camera being like, what's that? 
dude. And it's like completely out of focus. This is like military grade technology that a is pretty much kept secret for the most part yeah. that they're releasing some of it. And it's like, it's our government saying it. Like yeah. it's our Navy saying it. it's, it's fucking dude, fighter pilots, the world's best fighter pilots, right. Are putting their credibility online. Yeah. Do you think that they would do that just for, yeah, it's just doesn't, Dude, fucking crazy, man. I just had to, like, dude, conspiracies. I was like, ooh, shit. And we, There's uh, a lot of shit I can go into the butt. Like, dude, we, I mean, I, I'm not going to claim to know what it was, what, what it was. It could have been drunk or whatever. But we've seen, we've seen, like, from at least from, from my time in touring with MBR, we've seen at least three un, unidentified flying objects. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you're on the road at night, so much mm-hmm. you see some shit yeah you 100 percent see some shit and like me being an aviation nerd like i'm again like dude i watched looking old up. world war ii documentaries like like bro i'm in it yeah. right i know what flies how airplanes move and you know there's some shit like that i'm like i don't know what the fuck that was but yeah. Like, yeah it's not a helicopter it shouldn't be moving that way right no or that you fast know. if you look at uh have you seen the racing drones Mm-hmm. Like fucking zero to like, like hundred the, the POV ones. <laughs> that they yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh shit. Okay. Like well, UFOs kind of move like that. Like yeah. so, it could be re-engineered. Shit. Who fucking knows? But like. But also to see the a drone that moves that quick now for us to have it. Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like Came that technology's somewhere. been around for a minute. For, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Because like. I like that we went from mental health to conspiracy. <laughs> Just goes Walk to show how our mental health hey, is. You need, you need to edit in, like, uh, what is it, the Lawn or SVU when it goes, <laughs> yeah. you know, little fucking, little piano, like the harsh keyboard. <laughs> Dude. Dude. But you do see stuff, like, yeah. you know, that you can't really fucking explain. And, and they're also pretty good, like, I, I don't know if you guys saw the TikTok about, like, the Miami aliens and stuff, right? Like, I don't know if you saw that. Did you see any at the, of that? At the mall? Yeah, at the yeah. mall. Yeah. Okay, so that one's hard. It's like, okay, well, how how's no one have, like, real footage of this, yeah. right? Like, Yeah, cell phone cameras are better than they've ever been. Ever been. Right. Can't get zero. And so we get, like, we still you get the grainy the, ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he was over there. I swear to God, I was 10 feet tall. Mm-hmm. But what about the Vegas dude that calls the cops? He's like, there's, a, there's an alien in my backyard. And the cops, right before that call was made... The, on the dash cam of the, one of the co- cop cars that are they're outside the cop car and they see this thing go down kind of looks like a meteor right green but like pretty fucking low and they're like oh shit what was that and then they get this call from this dude it's like yeah there's like a, a tw- 10 to 12 foot gray being in my backyard like here right fucking now like and it's this hispanic dude like there's no fucking dude like what's his move like and right. then the cops come and they're like, dude, we saw something in that area, like literally in that area. So that shit's fucking kind of nuts to me, dude. And I, here's the thing is like, I don't give a fuck. I want to believe like that there's more than just us. That's it doesn't make cool. sense that it would just be yeah, us. I don't get it. You know? So, hey, if you guys have any crazy video footage, it's not like, <laughs> send that shit in. Send they that shit see in. This. Send that we'll shit do in. another episode of just nothing but conspiracies and aliens. Dude, Mike questions everything. Dude, you should, though. The spinoff podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm, I, I'm still trying to, like, come across as a normal functioning human being. <laughs> and I still want to get invited to things, so we're holding off on that until I get to people who absolutely 
crazy I am. So. Do we have so many people in the in the like wings just ready for that show to happen? I so know. Come and talk all the conspiracy and love that UFOs and UAPs and there's a yeah. <laughs> That, that's how you know. That's, you know, how, you I, know. that's how you know. That's how you know. You're just like. I don't know if you guys ever heard of the story of Betty and Barty Hill. Have you ever heard of that story? It sounds so, familiar. I, I I'm, probably don't get the time the timeline, but I think I think it was like the 50s or 60s. So Betty and Barty Hill, um, interracial couple, right? At that time in America, right. The last thing you want is attention, right? Mm. Um, they literally claimed they got abducted when they were driving, like. It was a whole thing. And at that time in, in, in history, like, especially at the, they were in the South, you know, mm-hmm. no, no, for white America. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, and then aliens, like they're, they're claiming they got abducted, but dude, they've been, their stories have never changed in this entire time. This has never changed. Um, they took lie detector tests. They did all of it, right? Like, so going on the quick, the Assuming Survive, uh, we have a song about Betty and Barney Hill. It's called Betty and Barney Hill, mm. uh, about being abducted. So about their abduction or something. So yeah, yeah. Assuming Survive also likes aliens, bro. <laughs> We've got an alien song on our shit. But yeah. Yeah, look up that story, by the way. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. interesting. I, I like that. I'm, I'm fascinated with like stuff like that because like you said, when there's nothing to gain, then yeah. it's like, well, yeah. then why, why would you put yourself through that? Out there, yeah. It's pretty gnarly, but yeah. So I'm doing okay. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? I do, I'm great. <laughs> um, things have been. Uh, I feel like things have been just super, super busy lately. So mm-hmm. after Mike's engagement thing on Friday, um, I got I kind of got to just chill this weekend. Got a good crying. Yeah, I got. I I had a good cry. <laughs> I, I was like, my my. <laughs> heterosexual life mate is going away <laughs> and losing him and then i and then i was making comments that like jordan's tear drop shaped ring comes from all the tears that i'm oh. shedding she's like i want it to look like one of mike's tears yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah um <clears throat> no but so uh, yeah we got to i got to just kind of chill this weekend um i haven't been able to um like jam the the new stuff that we've been like working on and I'm excited about that um and so I got a chance to like sit sit around and like play my guitar and just you know um so that was it was nice to just hang out uh, over the weekend so overall I'm I'm good right now um yeah no complaints complaints. seems like we've had a good week yeah which is important so let's let's uh jump into this uh this playlist that we have and then we can uh we can get some food um so we we have a walking blind playlist where first off so pick one assuming we we survive song and one zebrahead song that you want to add to the playlist oh shit and then what song any genre any type of song have you been jamming lately that's that's okay. been like rad for assuming i'm gonna go um because i feel like now it's like <clears throat> oh man actually what am i gonna do Oh man, okay. I'm gonna look up my own shit. No, don't judge. <laughs> no shame in that, man. Um, no I just like. I never thought I'd be the dude that would forget my own songs, and I'm like, what the fuck is that song? <laughs> what album was that? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like it's because it's a toss up for me. Of 
um, if I want to do like heavy or or not or punk rock, you know. Um, all right, fuck it. I'm gonna. I'm going to do Lost. Lost for Assuming You Survive. Uh, yeah, Lost and Assuming You Survive. Um, you hear me lighting a cigarette at the beginning of it because I was writing the lyrics in front of a fire, play, a fire pit outside when I was <laughs> writing it, and that literally clicked to me there. Um, and Zebrahead, I'll probably go No Tomorrow, or actually Fuck Love, Fuck You. F-L-F-U. That's a, that's a good song. I'm going to do that one. And then... Um, and then... just. For the other one, um, I just did a feature for this awesome German band that I met, and they're called Set Your Sales. Oh. Oh, dude. Yeah, with Jules. Jules, yeah. Dude, she's the shit. I mean, the whole band is the shit. Dude, I felt we were playing a festival in the, this little mountain fucking village, and they were on the bill, and I, I watch every band I've ever played with, like mm -hmm. at least one or two songs. Like yeah. I watch every fucking band I play with. And... Um, they were sound checking. I was like, what the fuck? Dude, so good, bro. So yeah, they just asked me to do a feature um, and it just came out. So it's called Bad Blood. Did you guys are side by Dude, side on that I, feature? I was, I was about to say, I feel I feel stupid because I, <laughs> I, knew, I, I knew this. <laughs> it's so funny. Essentials. <laughs> Dude, so... Yeah. I I don't think she'll I don't think she'll care that that I share this, but um she sent me the she sent me the album because she wanted Sick. she wanted uh to make sure like the lyrics were like were, they made right. sense yeah yeah and um and so it was cool and then I got got to hear I was like dude you're so good so good uh she she's so she's so dynamic with like all like I don't I, I don't I don't want to say this like in a I've, I've said before on the podcast and I don't know, say like in a, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I just feel like she does such a good job of like, she can sing soft and like pretty, but then she has her, 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 her like singing voice is strong. It's like, she's got everything. Yeah. It's got like edge. I don't know. It, I don't and her know. gutturals are brutal. dude. Yeah. I remember when I was tracking my vocals, I was like, Damn, my scream sucks compared to Jules, dude. Like, bro, damn, dude, she's bro, li listen, so sick. Listen, to, so I, I did, uh, I did their, their cover of Shallow. I love it, by the way. Dude, thank yeah. you. She, uh, she, yeah, she played that. Um, fuck, I didn't even realize that you were on that. That's so sick. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude, but I'm doing all the Gaga part. She's doing all the, or, or sorry. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing the Gaga part. Yeah. She's doing the... Uh... So how did that come about? Um... Did she hit me up, uh, or I think I can't remember. If she, I think, or maybe their management had hit me up about doing a feature, and um, and then because I, 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 I didn't know, I didn't hear anything about them, anything about them, and I, and I, when I heard, it, I was like, oh, dude, this is like sick. Like yeah. you kind of don't need me on this. It already, whoever, whoever you have singing, like it sounds like, sounds dope. And then, uh, and then uh, Jules hit me up, and she. He sent me a really nice thing saying how Cycles, she's our album, had helped so her out. Sweet, dude. dude, yeah, she's awesome. And the so, whole band, though, by the way, like, I fell in love with them as people, like, from that from that first show. Dude, that's And so then cool. we ended up playing uh, Open, I think it was Open Flare, 
with them and like just I absolutely adore them as human beings as musicians uh they're like just the sweetest and they're so funny like actually um I'll show you like I was shooting the music video part portion of the song and I actually snuck Halen into there dude. I was like dude and I, I didn't tell them anything and I just sent them this video and their comments back was like the funniest shit ever um <clears throat> So just you guys can't see this, but it's fine. <laughs> you can edit this out. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck's going on, Dad? I <laughs> said, <laughs> so, like, so then like, they, like I didn't tell them anything, so I, you know, ended up sending them a file, and they're like. All, the, all their comments were like, what the fuck? God, Halen is so amazing. And like, they sent me little voice memos. And yeah, so rad that you got to do that. And it's funny because my wife loves that song. And I never I, I, I never even looked on the feature. That's funny. <laughs> like, and my I mean, mom, oh, my mom, my wife hates heavy shit. Like, hates heavy shit. Loves Set Your Sails and Spirit Box. Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, two, that's two incredible yeah. vocalists, like... Yeah, and also I don't, I don't like. I'm happy to be a part of that cover, but that that is her. That's like Jules kills that. She's incredible, man. Like, and just hearing her layers on on the track that I did, I was like, damn, dude, like fucking. And like that song's seriously out of key for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, I was like, oh, I got, I got this. Dude, that was <laughs> tough, dude. I was like, god damn, dude, this girl could sing, dude. And not just because you're a girl. She's just a phenomenal singer. No, no. And that, that, that's, that's probably what you're trying that's to That's what I was trying to, right? like, yeah. As a vocalist, she's just an incredible vocalist, you know? like She she could have, uh, on their last album, as I was listening through, I was just like, man. Like, she she could have easily made it in just, like, just that, like, that, that strong register of her voice. Yeah. But how she's, like, like, the moments when she chooses to go, like, to go soft or to do, like, a more, the, the more pretty sound. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, dude, it's like, incredible. that's... Yeah. And wait till you get to see them live because like she, like they are as so the instruments as instruments they're fucking straight on like mm -hmm. banging and then throw her into the mix and just she's so so fucking good live from her stage presence to holding those notes and, and dude she that's what caught my dude sound she she got me at sound check yeah you know well the band got me at sound check it. i was like it's well, a fucking soundcheck. Fuck it, yeah, because I feel like so many bands during soundcheck, they're like, eh, they don't. I feel like, dude, for your sound guy to do the best job you can, you need to fucking do that soundcheck. You need to push how you're pushing, as a, especially vocals, right? Mm -hmm. Push, like, soundcheck, man. Like, soundcheck. You don't, you're not just making fucking noise to make sure the shit works. Like, yeah. they're trying to dial in your mm -hmm. fucking sound, you know? Um, and so Zero like that. Like, when we soundcheck, we could be as hungover as we want to be, but like, be fucking. Show get it up. so that oh and our sound guy can figure it out mm -hmm. but that's she got me at soundcheck because like most bands at soundcheck they're like <laughs> and then they came out i was like bah. i was like holy shit dude who the fuck that's... is this band and like yeah I, I me being me i just went up to him i was like dude you guys are sick yeah like, dude that's I'm... fucking awesome you know and i think uh yeah i think i was warming up to circle with me by spirit box I, I was like, not warming up, but I was like singing. Mm -hmm. I had my in-ears in before the show. I was like singing that shit. And they're like, what the fuck? I was like, oh yeah, like I love screaming shit. Like I, I've, I'm in this band called Assuming. And, and then just like, yeah, I just gelled after that. But that's so cool, man. What a small world. Dude, that's okay. 
can we also quick rewind mm. and talk about how small the world really is? Mm. Because, dude, no matter, I feel like no matter where you go in the world, there, there's either someone you know or someone that knows someone you know, or it's just, it all ties in, man. It's yeah. the fucking coolest thing. Not like, only that we, just happened. Yeah, not only do we like, know the same band, we're both we're both featured. featured. Like yeah. that's just happened. <laughs> Dude, so I love that. So That's fucking amazing. I think it just comes down to the fact that they're just such a rad band. Yeah, they are. And they deserve so much, man. Like, they're, uh, again, you know, going back to bands that tour a lot and they're working their asses off, they are killing it right now. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're putting in the, they're putting in the time and, and the effort and not skipping any stones, you know, like going and getting the right recordings, mm -hmm. going and getting the features. Like, that's a huge thing, you know. Yeah. All that stuff that they're doing, they're doing it properly and like, good on that, man. Like, so. So, something they did that I, I respect like a lot and I was really uh, like I was like as it was, ha as it was happening I was like this is this this shows me that you guys are like gonna be okay um, we did a we did a um, she got everyone that did a feature on their last album and we all did like a live like a live stream and and so you know we all kind of like talked about like you know how it came about and our experience but she asked uh, each each of us she's like what kind of, what kind of advice could you give us moving forward? That's huge. And like to be like, I love that. I love in anything athletes, you never stop musicians, learning. never stop yeah. learning, dude. Like, like you don't know it. Growing. Yeah. And I, when I got that, I was just like, Oh no, I'm, I'm a fan forever. I want to help any way yeah. I can. I want to support any way I can. And so see, that's the, yeah. that's the shit for like anyone up and coming and like be that. Yeah. Like yeah. when you're a band and you're that humble and hungry, right? Like, mm -hmm and you're willing to take in knowledge from other people that have it, it's like, you in this business, you never stop learning. There's someone that knows something that you don't. Like, mm -hmm. ask questions, ask those questions. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's like, wow, what a cool, like, that just happened, like, yeah. orga organically. And like, how cool is that, you know? Yeah. And that's, Love it. Music. Yeah, music and good <laughs> people. Like, fuck yeah. yeah. So, hell yeah. So, yeah, that <laughs> there we are. Dude. That's <laughs> that. What, what, what song do you want to add, Mike? Um, so a song that came on uh, this weekend, partly because you gave me the, you got me the, uh, you tracked down the uh, vinyl for it. Oh, yeah. He got me, uh, Ignite is like one of my all-time favorite bands. And uh, there was a Darkest Days vinyl that he found. I was like, dude, he's like, do you want this? I was like, yes. yes. Um, dude, let's, let's go. Uh, and also, I've been using this uh, as... MBR is writing, no is writing right now, and and we're kind of like sending each other kind of ideas of like Did direction. Did you have a show with with Ignite? No, we've actually never played with Ignite. I'm gonna make that fucking happen. Don't do. Don't say that. Swear to God. Don't say that. Swear to God. I'll start crying. I'm gonna make that fucking happen, dude. Um, Yo, Slabatory, you know what to do. I'm gonna tag you in this, dude. Um, I don't want Giddy. Mike uh, just lost. His I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Um. But let's uh, let's do uh, slow down. Nice. Yeah. Ignite NBR show slab. Let's make that happen. We so we um when we 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 were on tour with every time I die and I didn't realize or I didn't know that they were like homies with with them, and so on that tour we were we were just we were uh, I think we were sound checking to bleeding. Oh, sick. And. Yeah, and so like we we didn't realize that uh, I think Jordan was like filming it or like recorded it or something. I think I think he just uh, recorded audio and then he, he sent it 
he sent it out to the to the dudes, and uh, I think he sent it to, to to Brent. By the way, those dudes. Have you ever met them either? Uh, I've only I've only briefly talked to Brett. Is that it? Yep. Talked to Brett a little bit, and then uh, and then I I got to finally after years I got to meet Zoli. Zoli, yeah. And um, like saying, oh, oh, not as bad as the Mike Herrera thing, but close. Yeah. They're a lovely bunch, and their their new vocalist is the biggest sweetheart. Yeah. It's like he joined Ignite when I joined Superhead, so we're like the new guys uh, in the cool. punk rock community in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up Zoli. Do you know I like auditioned for Pennywise? No. When fucking Jim left, and then Soli ended up getting it. Oh shit! Yeah. Wouldn't you have had to like fight Fletcher or something crazy like that? <laughs> Dude, actually Fletcher was cool as fuck to me. Like I liked out. Like he's like, if you make it in, yeah, you have to we fight. We gotta me. fight. I've, I've, I don't know if that's like a. I don't know if that's a real story. All right, let's do this. Yeah, I'm fucking down. I heard. I heard. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how, how true that was, but I heard that like. Fletcher told Zoli the only way he can be in Pennywise is he had to fight him. Oh, shit. And so apparently Zoli just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Welcome I, to Pennywise. Yeah. Sounds like a Zoli love story. Dude, so, it's okay, so, when, uh, so la- the last time I saw, actually, no, because I saw, I saw Ignite with their, with uh, the new singer um, at Punk in the Park. But before that, before, uh, before the pandemic, um, I had to, I saw Ignite with Zoli, and he had said something like kind of I think I think he even said like I think this is my last show my last show, and um and so I went and I uh, oh no I think I think maybe I think maybe Brett had mentioned something like uh, he's like yeah I don't know what's gonna happen I don't think Zoli's gonna continue with us and I was just like what devastated and then like the next day I called Daniel I was like yo I need you to do me a huge favor. <laughs> I need you to record because he, he's like he's so I don't know how he does it like on his phone he records like the sickest demos yeah. and I was like I need you to record me three Ignite songs oh, so like a practice dude I was ready and then the pandemic and then I just like and then who knows what what any band's gonna do yeah and I think oh, yeah. yeah and then when then yeah. they come back with a new singer and I was like oh man <laughs> that would been a great gig I do love the new singer though like, yeah I it, I'm I'm uh I'm 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 warming up to it. I don't. It's just like for for me, uh, Zoli is why I sing in hardcore. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it, and he's got that voice too. You know what I mean? Like, he's got a very distinct voice, and you know, mm-hmm. like if you hear Zoli, like that's fucking Zoli. You yeah. know, it's uh, a fucking Hungarian shit, bro. Hungarian dude, <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> that's funny. She's like, they're so big and hungry. Uh, I, mean, I feel like just in, in Europe in general. In Europe in general, yeah, they're they're massive. But I remember they just uh, they did a tour recently. I think it was at, at summertime this year. Uh, we had just missed pass, and they were playing Budapest. I think like a month after we did, and they played this fucking huge ass room. I was like, God damn! And then I was like, Oh yeah, like fucking Zoli's from Hungary, but like obviously new singer, but they still fucking do well, yeah. you know. But yeah, that band's rad as fuck too, by the way. Dude. But yeah, assuming played with them uh, in Oceanside. So the same guy, he throws a lot of their shows. I'll, I'll get you guys in touch and make that shit happen. Yeah. It has to happen. Like they're they're the greatest dudes too. I feel like fortunate. Like again, you know, like don't meet your idols. Like there's a lot of good ones that like you meet them and they're good people. You're like, mm. fuck yeah. Yeah, he looks cool. I mean, I've, I've never met never met him, but but the rest yeah. of the guys too. I mean, like dude, and they're so good. 
But hell yeah, that's a good song. <laughs> what are you adding? Dude, I, I randomly found this, uh, I sent it to Mike the other day, this metal cover of Beat It. Oh, no way. <laughs> by this, uh, I'm pretty sure they're a European band yeah. uh, called One Morning Left, and okay. it's rad. And so I'm going to add that. <laughs> you guys know Electric Cowboy, right? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Also love those guys. They were so good. <clears throat> that band is awesome. And that cover's good because I wanted to hate it because I'm like, anytime anyone does Michael Jackson. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, it, I was like, it, I was like it, it's good. Have you heard Four Year Strong's cover? Um, they did like one of those, you know, uh, punk goes punk pop or, or pop, whatever. Yeah. yeah. They did, I, I want to say it's like the Jackson 5 song and it's so good. Yeah. And uh, Lost for Words that are really good uh, covers. Yeah. We're gonna have to like trade some music here a little bit once we're off air and shit. <laughs> well, shit. Let's let's get out of here and let's yeah. let's get some let's food. get some food. <laughs> you guys are down. Uh, you want to plug any socials? Any? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, follow Zebrahead official like on Spotify, any of that stuff. You know, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm on that too. You can always stop by, say hi, say what up. Uh, come see me at a show. Got a bunch of those coming up soon. Um, yeah, just want to plug like hey. All the bands that we mentioned today that were in the good mentions. Uh, shout out to all you guys and like a lot shout of our friends that down. a lot of our friends we've uh. talked about. Yeah. Shout out to Three Doors Down. What's up? I hold no grudges. Uh, you guys are cool. Um, but yeah, and anyone that like, you know, remember what these guys were talking about, like check your mental health. You know, um, reach out to somebody if you if you need help. Like the worst thing you could do is not hold that shit in um if you're upcoming artist man i hope this episode has helped yeah. you know uh, and keep on tuning into the podcast i know you guys are planning on having a lot of cool guests so i'm just thankful to be a part of it a lot of knowledge to gain so uh yeah support the channel and you know come to my bar good fellas and sing karaoke with us yeah. uh, karaoke roulette let's get it at walking blind pod everywhere uh walking blind pod at gmail.com and then uh we'll hit Hit it to Mike. Oh, follow, like, and subscribe. <laughs> also, we have a go our GoFundMe is still up. And our van have we mentioned that our van's back and running? The van's back. The van's back and running. So uh, thank it, you guys. It, That's you guys. It took so long because Mike decided to buy a wedding ring. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Actually all that money that you guys sent went to Don't say that. <laughs> no, don't say totally that. Kidding. I'm kidding. No, don't say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, we love you guys. See you guys soon. Peace. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.